0: I like to movie movie. I like to movie movie. I
1: like to movie movie. You like the movie. I like to movie movie. I like to movie movie. I like to movie movie. You like the movie. I like to movie movie. I like to movie movie. I like to
0: movie movie. You like the movie. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully. And my name is Garrett Smith. And we are here to celebrate the things we love about movies. And we are in a modern era of movies right now. There are things happening on screen that as a child I never thought were possible. And of course, I'm referring to the Marvel Universe and, of course, other superhero movies. But the Marvel Universe, I love them so much. Yes. And so I I like that you
2: specified that we're currently in a modern era. Yes, yes. (laughs) A present day modern era.
0: I'm using all these words because I don't know (laughs) what to say. I'm so excited. Uh, It's it's just amazing to me that all of these things that I fantasized as a kid and as I grew older realized I would never see outside of a cartoon are now just happening and they look real.
2: That's so true. Like I remember uh, the Batman cartoon growing up was like mm. one of my favorite things. The uh, the animated series, the, so uh, the really like noirish one, uh was like so fun, but it was like I I even remember as a kid like seeing Batman movies and it was like it was cool to see them, but they weren't like the, I felt like the cartoon was so much more entertaining. There were so oh, much absolutely. more they could do with the cartoon.
0: Uh and but, but that's that's over. We don't have to do that anymore. Nope. We we don't have to like in the days of when Batman the animated series was on. If you wanted your Batman to fly, you had to throw your actor off a building. That was how it was done. <laughs> yeah. But now computers, ropes, all yep. this modern present day stuff. Ropes. You, know, you got to
2: have ropes, <laughs> things like that. They didn't have ropes in the 60s. They couldn't be throwing people off buildings.
0: Mm-hmm. Batman was the only one with ropes. <laughs> and they were bat ropes. <laughs> bat ropes. Bat, yeah. bat ropes yeah. you know, that he uses for bat climbing and yeah, such. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so <laughs> we are here to talk not about one movie, but about a trend in movies. And that is the adaptation of comic book superheroes into films. And we want to talk about who did it best, who did it worst. and just go through the history of it, and have some fun.
2: Yeah, uh, and I think kind of the uh, to relate it to movie, movie the the topic that's always at hand. Uh, what you know? Uh, why do we think uh, superhero movies are are particularly? Uh, generally speaking, are pretty good uh, examples of movie movies. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think it's just because they, I mean, they are the, they're these huge spectacles, uh, but at their heart, uh, comic books have always been these sort of like soap operas for boys, you know? Mm-hmm. They're these ongoing uh, dramatic stories that have uh, sort of some, uh, they, they also have, they share something with mythology and that there's always some sort of like moral, story being told underneath it all uh so you you get these uh uh conflicting ideals is you know sort of at the center at most uh marvel comic books especially the x-men are all about these you know these conflicting ideals about uh equality mm-hmm. uh the avengers is all about just like inner turmoil within like a family kind of these people that mm-hmm. are forced to be together and you then, gotta
0: watch captain america too oh god <laughs> i can't wait
2: uh <laughs> So I, you know, I think they they particularly are are great uh, source for uh, movie movies because you get this big spectacle that at the same time never forgets to focus on character uh,
0: and the idea that a plot can always drive things forward. I yep. think strong character work is, is one of the things that you need in a superhero movie. And as oh, we yeah. go through these, the ones that I believe we're going to talk as weaker entries, I think that's where they're going to falter. I don't think there's ever a point where I'm watching a superhero movie and it's the special effects that take me out. Right. I'm on board. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, fake, fake. It's never that. It's when people act stupidly or are a poor character. And that's, I think, what doesn't sit well with people. Right. And it's amazing to think because I remember even being a child in, uh, you know, public school public elementary school and people would make fun of me for still liking comic books even (laughs) though i was like nine yeah yeah and it's like yeah and so i've always liked comic books yeah but now it's mainstream and the fact that we can talk about them in terms of of actual artistic merit, yeah. over just like you know soap operas for boys, yeah, 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 yeah. They're universal now, absolutely, and it's and Warner Brothers and and Fox and, and it's <laughs> everybody everybody loves superhero movies now, and even the Vegas superheroes are now becoming household names, yeah. And so it's a beautiful time. Uh,
2: it's also kind of, a, I always think what's kind of interesting about the, you know, we're in this period now where it feels like every month there's a new big budget superhero movie coming oh, yeah. out. So there's a lot of them happening. And uh, surprisingly, it seems like nobody's really getting sick of it. Uh, and I think the reason is because, you know, superheroes are our are literally our modern mythology. Mm. Like the stories we've been telling as as a species going way, way back have always been about uh Gods, like superhumans, that are at war with each other over, you know, whatever. Uh, they they're always again seems to be some sort of like moral story at hand that's being told underneath Absolutely. all of that. Uh, and so now uh, the technology for filmmaking has finally caught up to the point that we can actually tell a mod like that. The stories we've been telling. Our entire existence of, of language uh, we can now tell on the big screen like in a way that's actually entertaining and believable and interesting uh, that doesn't feel like you were actually telling me a story when we were on our way here about your dad seeing uh, Captain America with you <laughs> blew his mind blew, blew his mind you said the reason was because he had seen a Captain America movie the, the one that came out I guess in what like the 60s oh, yeah, like the, no like the, uh, I think it was like the 90s, oh, was it the 90s? maybe the 70s I don't, I don't know. know it uh, wasn't good it was just and, yeah and he said it was just like terrible uh, yeah. it
0: just looked like shit and, uh, and, and like uh, out of all the superhero movies Captain America is good yeah, yeah but it's yeah. not one of the great ones no but yeah. it melted his fucking brain yeah because he saw something that I guess he really thought was not possible yeah exactly to be done uh, and, and we're doing it
2: and that's why I think they're they're sort of the the perfect material for film
0: absolutely uh, and I think it, your your point brings it right back to that explains better than I could think of why They're all movie movies. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's 100% why they're movie Uh, movies.
2: These are the stories we like just as a species. These are like the stories we love to hear and see, and we can finally use this art form to uh, its fullest advantage uh, Mm -hmm. to tell those stories. So it makes sense that now everybody's like jumping on board to try and tell those stories on the screen.
0: Absolutely. Again and again and again. Reboot
2: after reboot. Yeah.
0: I actually saw uh, just last weekend, I saw Noah. Yeah, yeah. The Aronofsky movie. And what I love about this is you're talking about mythology. Yeah. I think the greatest piece of modern you know, mythological text is, of course, the Bible. However you feel about (laughs) it, religious, whatever, if you eliminate that from it, it is just an epic fantasy book in a big way. Now, I'm not saying it's fantasy or didn't happen or (laughs) did happen. I also don't care. (laughs) But we now have a budget that we can take these stories that are larger than life, the story of Noah, impossibly larger than life, and make it even bigger on screen. Yeah. And so I don't think a movie like Noah would exist or could exist without this litany of superhero movies that preceded it. Right, right, and right. I'm not calling Noah a superhero movie, but it is because of that mm-hmm. that we're able to do it. And it's of that same thing, taking an old mythology and just giving it a modern, modern sheen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Charlie Sheen or Martin Sheen. I'm talking about, like, shining it. Have either of them been in any superhero movies? I think Martin Sheen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Martin yeah, yeah. Sheen he's had in, to he's be in a Spider-Man. More. Who is he in Spider-Man? Oh, he's Uncle Ben! He's Uncle Ben! Uh, he, he had the worst line in that Spider-Man because you, you could tell this is an amazing Spider-Man, The the I guess, reboot. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't want to use the phrase with great power comes great responsibility because it almost seemed as if it was owned by the previous franchise. Uh-huh. And he says some line that's just like, well, Peter, you got to remember that when you are blessed with the burden of tasks that you're required to do, <laughs> um, it is also probably a result of amassed abilities <laughs> and it's like you just wanted to say yeah yeah with great power comes great response. just say it yeah and they didn't he was, i forget how he said it it was some messed up like you know, with uh with awesome abilities comes the requirement to do things responsible with those abilities son <laughs> you know what i mean and then he pointed in 3d at the crowd at home and <laughs> winked the first time spider-man broke the wall <laughs>
2: Uh, so I think uh, what we want to do is just run through uh, run through a list of, of superhero movies and, and kind of chat about them and see what we can come to because I, I, I think the uh, in, in talking about how they are sort of the perfect fodder for movie movies, they are also very easy stories to make. Absolutely terrible, oh, terrible movies. Out of yeah, they're very easy to fuck up if oh, you yeah. if you just you could miss that tone a Isn't little bit. Crazy
0: though that we have such an informed of comics audience, even if they're not that informed, yeah. that they'll see a movie and be like, "That was bullshit. <laughs> fuck yeah. that." And it's like that's kind of cool that, that. Yeah, the the fact that like
2: general audiences knew Batman and Robin was a huge steaming pile of turd. Oh God, uh is you that know, didn't take much to know that was a it, piece of shit. But that's <laughs> what I mean. They do like like you said. It's like people are
0: aware enough, like. That's not what this should be. Mm. Well, interestingly enough, uh, the first superhero movie on this list of chronological superhero movies of all time is 1951. So it came out the same year as my mom. <laughs> um, Superman and the Mole Men, which is really funny to me because there can't be any mythology based on that. That is pre this mythology thing. That is just Superman's in a comic book. We got to put, put him in a moving picture. George Reeves played him in it. George Reeves, yes. George Reeves, um, which is kind of interesting because George Reeves was played by Ben Affleck in Hollywoodland. Right, right, right. right. And Ben Affleck is also Daredevil and now Batman. Yeah. So he's actually done Wait, he didn't play Christopher Reeves? He played George Reeves? He played George Reeves because George Reeves died of mysterious circumstances. Oh, right, right. And it was ruled a suicide, but nobody knows for sure. So Hmm. Hollywoodland is just about that. It's not about Superman, although that was his claim to to fame, if you will. Interesting. But um then of course nineteen sixty six Batman. That's the first that that, to me is like the first superhero anything.
2: I've seen that a couple of times, but like when I was I was a kid and it was great when I was
0: a kid. I fucking Mm -hmm. loved it. It's so fun. I remember when Batman, the the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton one came out in nineteen eighty nine I was in kindergarten, Whoa. and I wanted to see that so bad. Yeah, yeah. But like, my parents aren't going to show me Batman. I'm like four. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So my dad got a copy of the Adam West. Ba- I was so fucking excited. <laughs> yeah. And it was awesome. I still love it just because of that. I wanna yeah. see it again now,
2: like I wanna get uh like a like fresh eyes on it uh, I as bet an it's adult. great. Yeah. And it
0: it was intentionally winky, oh, yeah. like it was meant to be silly. Yeah, yeah. There's even actually there's uh one of the, the greatest uh things about Dark Knight Rises is that whole plot of Batman running off with the bomb and dropping it into right. the water is lifted directly out of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Where he just has a comically large uh bomb and he's gotta get it. We all think Batman's dead and spoiler alert, you can't fucking kill Batman. Who do you think you are? Come on. He's two steps ahead. Now, this is interesting here. 1977, the third movie listed is A Bar, the first black Superman. Yeah. I wanna, what is
2: that? I don't know. I want to point out that there's no information yeah. about this movie contained on this list can't click whatsoever. It. Yeah.
0: I can click 1977. It'll tell it me says, everything that happened that year. It says
2: it's original. And, that, uh, and by that, I mean, it's like it's not a DC property or a Marvel property uh And that a man named Frank Packard directed it. So the fact that it, DC is not listed there means it's not a direct reference to Superman. It must be yeah. that it's a super powered man.
0: It might have even just gotten onto this list via some wonky algorithm. Right. You know, just because it says Superman. But that leads to 1978, really the first, to me, superhero movie. This is the one that I began with. Mm-hmm. Uh,. Richard Donner's Superman,
2: yeah. with Christopher Reeve. Man, I have seen—I uh, think just the first two in this. No, I've seen bits and pieces of the one with Pryor, I think, as well. That's um, the third one. Yeah, uh, but I've seen, but I've never seen any of them. I think start to finish. You well, know what I mean? Like are, I, I are saw like them on USA fun. a ton of times when I was growing up.
0: That's that's about what yeah. you need to see. Yeah. watching Superman on USA that fits. Yeah, I, I always like two better. Um, two was awesome because it had Zod. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah, all them and. I think there was a lot of studio shuffling mm-hmm. because there's a uh, in Superman one, you know, the end where he rewinds the world by yeah. flying outside of it. That was actually the end of Superman two, I think. OK. And some I just burped into the mic <laughs> and some whole there's there's so many different cuts of Superman two that who knows what you've seen. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. But, you know, they're iconic. Yeah. But that always pissed me off in Superman one, because I feel like if Superman can do that, if he can rewind time, yeah. he could just always do that. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Superman, what are you going to do now? And he's like, well, I'm out of ideas, so I'm going to need some more time. What do you mean? out? Bu- <laughs> bu- 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 bu-
2: also, what do you mean out of ideas? He had one idea and it was perfect, yeah. so yeah. He, just, <laughs> he just needs that idea. He stopped making ideas. Yeah.
0: Well, because when Superman's faced with a problem, he goes through a list. His first thing is... How can I solve this with laser vision? <laughs> and then if you can't, it's okay, how can I solve this with X-ray vision? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he can't, then so it's like, okay, well then I'll just rewind the world <laughs> by reversing the reversing the rotation of the earth yep. and not not causing tidal waves no. or earthquakes or anything. No. It, it doesn't do that. Nope. It rewinds time itself yes. so that Lois Lane doesn't get caught in a rock slide. That's right. And it's uh and Jimmy uh what's his name? Oh the Jimmy Olsen. He doesn't uh die in the way that he was gonna die at that moment. Everyone was gonna die at that moment. Ah, stupid ending.
2: Uh it's also like very uh, one of the things that I do remember about uh both those movies, I guess, because I think technically they were made like at the same time. They got it was yeah. like one long thing that they split into two. Uh is the uh the the effects. Like the they were all these like sound stages and the, the rocks were all like big foam. Pieces, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the costume was just like a leotard that he had, you know. Oh, yeah, but it was like it was still in like his the best of that. Like, oh, I st- yeah. even, even in like the when I was growing up in like the 80s, seeing some other things that had come out after it, it was like, oh, that looks better like that's a that's clearly a better superhero movie mm-hmm. uh, a more expensive one even though it was one of the first ones you know it came out much earlier than some of the other well, stuff This does not look top, nearly as like, good
0: top quality at the yeah. time i mean that was that was it that was yeah. how good it looks and it's funny too because i think they did kind of roll with the hokey like kind of wink and nod batman because yes. superman was a little bit funny Mm-hmm. Um one of the things about modern superhero movies is a lot of them they're defined by their villain. Yeah. And this was Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor and he was meant to be comical. Oh yeah, it was, was that is so to weird to
2: me. I don't I don't know if I like that or not. Um uh, I mean I like Gene Hackman I but do too.
0: I, that's not what I picture with Lex Luthor
2: yeah. now that I'm informed by the comic. He's so like bumbling I feel mm-hmm. like in that
0: Superman movie. Uh, oh even Superman himself is kind of like He's all powerful but not really. Yeah, 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 kind of, yeah. My favorite moment in uh in the I believe it's the first Superman and this this says everything about that movie to me is there's a cat burglar and he's got suction cups and he's climbing up the side of a building. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then he reaches and he sees Superman's boots and yeah. he looks up and Superman is standing horizontally on the oh, edge, right, you know, right. as if the wall is the ground. He's yeah. standing there and he's like, "I'm sorry." Is there something wrong with the elevator? <laughs> and the guy's like, what, what? And then Superman kicks him, and he starts to fall. And you're like, oh, my God, Superman's just killed somebody. But then he swoops down, saves him, and puts him in jail. You know why, Dan? Because that's what Superman does. You know what? Superman did a lot of things. And whether he does or doesn't <laughs> do them, he did them. What you going to do we now? Get into <laughs> this. long listeners know that Superman is a polarizing movie <laughs> movie because of Man of Steel, which we have vowed to avoid talking about. Yes um outside of like box office on <laughs> yes, this yes. podcast because we have a separate podcast brewing <laughs> yes, yes with many many cast members yeah but um, um
2: <laughs> in which we will prove that it's a terrible horrible pile we can't even <laughs> dance around it without <laughs> without
0: stepping into it yeah but um um honestly after <laughs> fuck you man yeah. uh, after superman
2: now, this is weird. Doctor Strange is listed. Which I had no idea. It's apparently a television film from 78 that I would love to see because I, I, Doctor Strange is one of my favorite characters. Mm. Uh, and I'm excited that uh, Marvel is talking about doing a Doctor Strange movie for Phase 3. Ooh. It's like all but confirmed at this
0: point that they're going to do, do one. Do they have anyone in mind?
2: I read some things
0: and I don't remember. You know who I want? Who? I want the guy who plays uh, Mayor Carcetti on The Wire. He plays... Uh, uh, Peter Baelish on Game of Thrones he's the guy who's on the plane at the beginning of Dark Knight Rises Um, he's like the guy in charge before Bane fucks shit up okay Uh, he was the bad guy in 12 rounds with John Cena you know that everyone's seen that movie (laughs) yeah no Um, what's weird is I know all this I don't know his fucking name but when I picture I I can picture him in a Doctor Strange suit and it looks right to me yeah that's I don't know who I would put in that role because
2: I I have like a very specific I feel like Strange in particular is a character that has not gone through a lot of like costume changes Mm. or uh, reimaginings as far as like the way he looks Mm. Uh, so he has like a very specific look and I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that, uh, that do you know the guy it. I'm talking about
0: nope I'm gonna I'm gonna pull tell you him what
2: up. Edward Norton actually uh, he
0: kinda looks like Edward Norton yeah
2: Edward Norton I feel like maybe you put that facial hair on him I think he could totally do it uh, and would definitely make a better Stephen Strange than uh, he did a, a Bruce Banner I I did not really. That
0: was one of my problems with that movie. I didn't really buy him as Bruce Banner. I hated that Hulk. Yeah. I thought it was. I'm I'm the guy who kind of likes the Ang Lee Hulk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did Um, not like either of
2: them that much. I thought that Edward Norton one was like a slight improvement, but not great. This is the guy I'm
0: talking about. That's him in Game of Thrones. I think there he looks a lot like Doctor Strange as I know him. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I could see that totally. You know, yeah, he's a little bit older, but I mean, you can make a. No, I think you know, I,
2: I think Stephen Strange is supposed to be a little bit older. Actually, uh, that would that would work. Actually,
0: I think. I think he looks like him with the little mustache. Yeah. Thing, but in a, I just saw Captain America: The Winter Soldier last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forget in what context, but someone drops the name Stephen Strange I, that and excites not me a, to no end. Oh, I can't wait! to... I just love that it's it's. Can I tell this is you, where we are.
2: Can I tell you my one disappointment about that? I'm, I love that this conversation is going to be like sprawling about all of this. That's fine. Uh, Welcome uh, to our four-hour edition. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i disappointed that for the the Marvel Netflix series, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, for anybody that doesn't, uh, uh, Marvel just sold four shows to Netflix, five shows to Netflix. Uh, they're doing a Luke Cage series, a Daredevil series, an Iron Fist series, and I can never remember the woman's name. It's Jessica something. I'm not that familiar Simpson. with her character. No, but... I hope she plays her. It's uh, the Jessica Rabbit, yeah, yeah, superhero. I can't. Oh man, I wish I could remember her name. Uh, but uh, and so it'll be those four shows, uh, like ten episodes a piece, and then a fifth show called the Defenders, where the four of them team up. My only regret in all of this Stephen Strange talk is that he's not going to be part of that Netflix series, or at least as far as I know. Because I think m- he could be. They're really my, starting to spread their net. Yeah, that's true i uh the reason I'm saying that is the iteration of the defenders that I am uh, so in love with is the recent one by Matt fraction where uh strange is the sort of uh nobody's really the leader I guess but i, I you sort of see him as the leader of the group in that uh, in that series and I would love to see that Jessica Jones yes Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones um i honestly I would love to see Matt fraction's defenders on screen I think it would be great
0: I've not read it I'm actually not that That familiar with The uh, Defenders Super
2: fun Alright I'll check it out I'll check it uh, out it, I mean if they go I don't know if the Defenders have always Been this way But if they If they use anything From Fractions I hope what they use Is like the sense of humor It has mm. a really great Sense of humor about itself The characters sort of The idea What is, else
0: is Fraction written I, I know that name uh, Hawkeye
2: uh, oh, Okay I've read a couple of Hawkeyes Sex criminal is his Big thing right now that I follow him on like Tumblr real. So I yeah. see a lot of Sex criminal uh, Yeah 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 Very funny dude uh, Really great writer and, uh, Best name
0: of any person I've ever heard. Yeah, about. yeah, like, it's it's really good.
2: Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a great sense of humor to his Defender series that I think would be uh, great for for a series. Nice. Uh, yeah, because the, the idea is they're like a C list Avengers, uh, and and you know if it, the idea of the Avengers is like, well, these people that don't want to be together on a team, they're going to argue a little bit. Uh, the Defenders is that like on acid. Nice. It's like these characters that have like weird I powers. They're, like, characters that have weird powers and, like, do not belong together or understand anything about each other at all uh, and are forced to be on a team. It's fun. And so this is going to be potentially a show? Yeah, well, it is a show. Defenders. Okay. Uh, Netflix. Uh, they're those four characters. I have no time for living my I know. life. It's Those four characters they're doing individual series for will then all team up for the Defenders Jesus as another Christ. series.
0: Yeah. It's insane to me that, because Netflix has already revolutionized how television's watched. Oh, and it's getting crazier and And crazier. the fact that they bought Marvel stuff, we're going to get it a season at a time so you can binge watch. So actually, it won't take a lot of my time, just a day or two. That's right. And um, at the same time that Marvel is slowly absorbing 100% of the all-movies forever market. Yes, yeah, I know. Which I'm
2: totally cool with. Yeah, I heard Feig the other day, or Feige, I don't know how you pronounce his
0: name. Oh, you know what? I was listening to a podcast that they said his name, and I took a note in my head that it's pronounced... Uh, uh f- i think it's feige because feige. I, I took the note and then i smoked some pot <laughs> so i don't have any note uh so feige said recently that they
2: are talking about moving to three films a year potentially four yeah
0: i read that article yeah. that's uh that's scary i don't have that kind of money uh that's a hundred dollars out of my year right there because dude, yes i'm going to imax i yes, would I'm going love to 3D. that i would oh, I'm love down.
2: that so much what do we got next um, well, this is we kind of funny. The list we here. should
0: skip over Kiss
2: meets the Phantom of the Park. Right, hold on. You know what? I'm going to click on that really quick just to confirm that
0: it is what I'm thinking it is. Yes, it's, based it's on a Kiss, Kiss comic. the Band. Yeah, it's Kiss the Band because they, they have a large run of comics. Yeah. Oh, Kiss I know. The band. They still are making Kiss comics. They make better comics than they ever did music. <laughs> um, and I'm not knocking Kiss. Much respect. But, uh, you know, whatever. Dan, they just want to rock and roll tonight. <laughs> What's the line from Role Models? He's like, I I can't rock and roll all night. I can party uh like three to six. Yeah. On, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Monday, Wednesday for something like <laughs> yeah. that. I can't party every day.
2: Uh so Superman, II, Superman 1980. two. So yeah, they it, they released it two years after the first one.
0: Oh, oh, and look at the name of the director, Richard Lester. Because uh the ghost right. director on yep. part two was Richard Donner, and yep. Richard Donner left and Richard because you know he had to go make the Lethal Weapon franchise, right. and um, now because there was some sort of uh, some sort of a uh, difficulty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't care. But Richard Lester filled in, and uh, ooh, I don't know about that. I think we should skip up to uh, 1982 Swamp Thing. Right. I don't know anything about that except for a, it's Wes Craven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And B, what an odd choice so early in the world of superheroes. Why? Like, I don't, I don't know what would happen. I wholeheartedly agree. I want to try and find some pictures of it because I kind of think I might have
2: owned this movie. I used
0: to watch a Swamp Thing series when I grew up. Me too, an animated one? No, no there was an animated one which I had an action figure from. Me too. But there was a uh, there was a live action I show. Think maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And it was uh but I mean it was definitely a spin off of these movies. I I bet it's the same guy who plays Swamp Thing. Well uh, Ray Weiss, Weiss was
2: who played him. Who is it? Ray Weiss. Ray Weiss from Twin Peaks? Yeah. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, hold on. Let me click to make sure that... It, that, that Mayors that it, eat dotes and dozy yeah. dotes
0: and little lambs eat ivy. Yeah, he A played... Kid uh, eat ivy too, wouldn't you? I fucking love that show. Twin uh, Peaks was like one of the greatest things I ever decided to just sit down and watch. He played Alec oh, Holland. Yeah. That's was wild. Swamping. Yeah.
2: Blew my mind. Now I kind of want to see it. He's the perfect Swamp Thing. Yeah. He's oh, perfect. Yeah. Wow. And then immediately we jump into swan, uh, Superman 3. So really, I, we're skipping a couple of things. But if you look at this early timeline of superhero movies, it's Superman movies that were good and worked for the most part. And then a bunch of stuff that was just kind of happening.
0: Well, between Superman 2 and Superman 3, there's two movies here. And if you look, they're not based on anything. Right. They're just yeah. superhero movies. And that's not what we're talking about. So we move on. Superman 3, another Richard Lester and then, of course, right after that, Super Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. was I uh, never saw that. I never saw that either. I do remember going to the Planet Hollywood in Atlantic City growing up, uh-huh. and they had her costume on display. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's the Atlantic City one. Mm-hmm. You don't get good stuff there.
2: Uh, you do w- get a
0: Deadite from Evil Dead, which
2: is nice. Oh, I like that. I want to see who played Supergirl.
0: Well, Supergirl was definitely... I mean, she existed in DC Comics yep, before yep. that. But at the same time, I think this was just because now that... that Superman three movies deep has become a bona fide franchise. Right. Um, this was just the idea to I think this was just the first attempt at a female superhero movie just to mark, corner another end of the market. Um, oddly enough, that is something that is yet to succeed really to this day. Where they try to make female centric superhero movies mm-hmm. and I, I don't I can't think of an example where it wasn't an epic failure.
2: Right. I mean Elektra was not great, uh the Catwoman movie they made was not great. Um
0: like I'm not saying it's impossible because I know a lot of girls. I actually think I know more girls that read comic books than I do guys. I'll tell you what, maybe not actual superhero
2: property, mm-hmm. uh, but we've got. I mean, we had like Hit Girl in. Uh, oh yeah. In, in what's it called? Um, in Kickass. Uh, Kickass which was Ass. about Kickass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking uh, about like
0: female centric. Right. Well, we, we, but it's what growing. I'm saying
2: is, we've had uh, you know, Barbarella was something we had at one oh, point. Oh yeah. That's a, that movie, no lie. Will always turn me on
1: when I watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
2: what else have we had? Uh, there, there's been some Red Sonia movies. I think back in the day. Mm. Um, there, um, what am I trying to think of though? There's been like assassin movies with like female assassins. There's yeah, A lot of people that. People like, like, like kind of superpowered. Oh, Ultraviolet and uh, Aeon Flux. So like they have just keep uh, naming movies that are epic failures. Uh, so. Resident Evil series.
0: Okay, like, that, they, that's know, actually probably the best example right yeah there.
2: yeah i think that we are getting more of them and they have existed i'm not saying any of these are good i'm just saying like they w- they've been trying i think to get it off the ground mm-hmm. uh and i think some of the female assassin ones are actually some of the better
0: ones absolutely i'm waiting for a uh, black widow spinoff
2: uh me too did you see the trailer for uh the scarlett johansson movie uh, lucy lucy that looks awesome it looks badass yeah
0: that looks really, really yeah, bad. Luke And that oh that's Luke Yeah. Oh, of course it's Luke yeah. It looks exactly like it. Yeah. She's fantastic and I think that it's it's weird to see uh we we can't just have a female helmed superhero movie, which is a shame because I don't think that it's impossible. No, yeah. It's I think that the studios that make them don't know the market that they want to send it to. Right. And I I think they should pull the Victoria's Secret move. Why is Victoria's Secret so successful? Because they market to men. Yeah, yeah. You know they they market to us, and yeah. then and it's it's shitty, but that's what works. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the right solution. I'm not you, sure. No, what I'm saying is we marketed Catwoman towards women yeah the yeah. whole movie was literally about makeup that's yeah, a fact yeah electro was marketed towards women it was the response to oh guys who liked daredevil and we said no but where are you going with this and they're yeah. like well ladies you're gonna you know take take your ladies to see electro I, what i think they need to do and what they're kind of doing covertly is you know with the avengers of course has universal appeal but by throwing a strong uh, black widow into there and slowly building her yeah then it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. a shame it has to be that way. Yeah. But uh, I think that's really the method that they're taking. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, yeah, I, I think there's
2: definitely, there. there's a way to make a female superhero work. Mm. Uh, they just, they haven't figured it out yet because they also, basically are just hiring being men on, to make all these things.
0: Oh, yeah. And they're based on comic books that have been yeah. written by men for yeah. years and years. So when we get the, the lead female uh, superhero from a comic book that gets yeah. adapted, I think that'll be the moment. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Faye Dunaway played Supergirl. Faye Dunaway, really? Yeah. No shit.
2: Indeed. Well, fuck me sideways. And uh, Peter O'Toole was in it. Pizza. Pizza O'Toole. Oh, That's exactly what he sounds like. It is what he sounds like. Uh, Toxic Avenger came out the same year, Not which I've lie. never seen. Huge fan. I Huge would fan. love to
0: see it because I do enjoy trauma movies for the most part. Dude, trauma is yeah. sick. I've actually seen all four Toxic Avenger movies. Seriously? Wait, no, sorry. Five because Citizen Toxie. And uh, dude, I'm a huge Troma fan. Yeah. I mean Troma launched uh James Gunn, who is mm-hmm. directing Guardians of the Galaxy, and I already did super. Technically also um
2: uh Trey Parker, Matt Stone, right? Didn't
0: uh
2: isn't they, uh, um, cannibal the musical through Troma? They that got
0: bought by Troma. Okay. It wasn't made by Troma Studios, but I mean it certainly didn't hurt them. Yeah. I mean that's that's key. And if you watch Orgasmo, Lloyd Kaufman plays a small cameo and he's fantastic. Oh really? Yeah. He's the doctor at the end. That, I don't remember uh, that movie enough. Oh, it's so Oh, I have a copy. Yeah. That's got to be whether it's a movie movie or no, that is definitely a movie. People forget about Orgasmo. People yeah. are like, "Oh, it's a parody of porn." No, no, no. It's a parody of kung fu movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's wild. It's it's incredible. <laughs> but anywho, this is where we get to the point where it starts to uh it starts to turn into the modern superhero movie because we pa- let's pass over Howard the Duck. Yeah, we can. Because that's more of a comic book movie, not a superhero movie. Yeah. And it's less of a movie than it is a failed experiment. Yeah. But 1989, this is the big one, Tim Burton's Batman. We're skipping over Superman four as well because that's a pile of... Uh, yeah, that one is, uh, I believe, uh, it says Sydney Fury. I thought that um, uh, Christopher Reeve himself picked it up.
2: Uh, Toxic Avenger, a couple, literally two more Toxic Avenger movies came out the same year.
0: There's Toxic Avenger* Part 2, and I actually like the title of Part 3, The Last Temptation of Toxie. <laughs> so that goes to show you that I, I believe the uh, Scorsese Temptation of Christ came out rather recently, uh-huh. and they just arbitrarily put that title in there. Yep. But Batman, Batman 1989. Tim Burton, that was the r- 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 biggest grossing movie
2: of all time at the time, I believe. I think that's correct. That sounds right. Uh, and I know the hype around it was like insane.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: People only knew the Adam West
0: you know batman
2: yeah and then they cast mr mom as batman like i yeah. know there were
0: i know there was like a lot of that. like uh controversy about that he remains probably my favorite batman to this day yeah i i think christian bale's a better bruce wayne yeah uh but i think when it comes to batman there's no better than than michael keaton mm-hmm. he he does a really interesting thing with it he he doesn't play it funny right but can't help but be a little bit funny yeah which is great because it bridges the gap because between the Adam West show and the uh, Tim Burton movie, Batman in the comic books kind of went through a change. Oh, yeah. He went from just, hey, uh, let's put two things together, a bat and a man. Batman, we'll call him Batman, Batman, and uh, Robin. It's a bird. They fly. Let's have him fight crime. Yeah. It turned into, now he's the Dark Knight. Yeah. Now yeah, he has yeah. this backstory he's of loss. And he's, he's the great detective. He's the great yeah. detective, exactly. And so they kind of bridge the gap with this. Yeah. And prove to the world that if you throw a budget at a superhero movie, people will go see it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's something that, at that and, point was the first stab in the, you know, the first chink in the armor of comic books are for nerds and little kids. Yeah. It now became a, a kind of adult thing.
2: Yeah. Well, and, the, you know, it's also a movie that's not without its problems. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like. Uh, like it's
0: full on Prince soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and
2: the fact that, uh, I mean, let's not knock Prince. Come on. Bat Dance is just a phenomenal oh yeah single uh the but they you know like Batman fires guns at Joker at one point like there's some things that are like for Batman nerds like big problems in that movie absolutely uh there are also things as a, a movie fan that are problematic with that movie the pacing is a little off at times but you have this like amazing sort of like Gotham was designed to look like one of the playsets that you played with as a oh, kid. Yes, and boy did I play with those yeah. playsets! Oh my god! Uh, it, there was like all these cool little things about it that just made it this like great experience, even as a child. Like because that movie should probably have scared me as a kid. Oh yeah, like, it scared me when I first saw it. As it's a kid. pretty dark, mm-hmm. uh, but I loved, th- I loved it. It was so great. It was just fun enough, you know.
0: Oh yeah, it was. Uh, I can still like every little. I feel like I'm glowing now just thinking yeah. about it because I have such fond memories. I, uh, everybody remembers the "What are you?" Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's your bat voice, my friends. That's something Christian Bale could never get. Um, that was where it became fully established that when you translate from comic to movie, um, you make it black leather or black rubber. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, the Marvel has been fighting against that because uh, even the X Men in their first iteration was just put them in black leather. People will recognize them. That's true. yeah. So yeah. That was because nobody wanted to be superman. Right. Nobody wanted to look like hey, he's on the wires on his outside. Mhm. And so I think that just about every modern superhero owes a debt to the design of Batman. Yeah. That's true. You know, that's it's really true. It's it was a game changer. I mean, it was one of those things where a well-respected actor who'd been around acting for 25 years already is the Joker. Right. And I mean, that was as world-changing in a way as the Heath Ledger Joker was because it people realized oh we can do this oh, yeah, yeah. in a way that works yeah um oh big problem with it though is having the joker be responsible for, for batman's his parents death. death yeah but that goes to show to me that they didn't think they were thinking in terms of franchise but not wholly because at the very beginning they do introduce billy d williams as harvey dent mm-hmm. and then that just gets yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, never happens with the, the side, franchise yeah. But then they also Which is weird because it does
2: happen. They do Two-Face eventually. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You got to think of that almost as a separate franchise. They started
0: the Bond after, like, you know, do a Bond thing after that. All the actors are changing. But we have... uh, uh, Who were we talking about? Oh, yeah. And then uh, Joe Chill. Yes. Uh, Yes. It's not Joe Chill now. It's Jack Napier, which is the Joker. Yeah. And so they weren't... I think they were almost saying, hey, we're going to franchise this, but we have to just in case make this a complete movie unto itself yeah, that's, and give it a full you know, denim walk. I know. That's my big problem with it because
2: that's clearly the only reason they had the Joker be responsible for it. Like, oh, we have to tell a very standard three-act structure story. So in order for uh, the villain to make any sense, it has to almost be a vengeance story. Absolutely. Uh, which is, you know, it is, at, at the end of the day, Batman's story is a vengeance story. He wants revenge but not on a specific person mm-hmm. on 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 the uh the the poison uh as he sees it uh that that caused that person to do what he did he's going to save the city yeah i uh, love doing that to have th- to pinpoint it on the joker makes it just re- you know revenge against one man
0: no, it's not a war on crime mm. it's it's a war on a man it's a war on a concept yeah it's a concept fighting a concept that was one thing that that they didn't do in the tim burton batman batman that uh, was a big theme in Chris Nolan's uh, oh, yes, trilogy. Yes. Is that he's not necessarily trying to stop the crime himself. Right. He is, but it's impossible. Right. He's trying to create the image. Yes. And that's that's pretty uh yeah. pretty incredible. He
2: he wants there to be uh something symbol something that symbolizes like uh hope for the citizens and fear for the the any sort of uh criminal or, or villain. Mm. uh something so looming and so large that it might make the citizens stand up for themselves and the criminals uh take a second guess about whether they want to do what they're going to do.
0: And that's why sometimes, you know, when when Bane has your whole city, the police force trapped in the sewers and there's a bomb that's going to go off in minutes, it's very important that you create a flaming bat logo the size of five houses on the bridge. Um, It's important that you spend a day or two building that rather than fighting the crime because of the image. You know, that's that's what's so important about that. Dan, he's the great detective. Yeah, he's
2: he works in mysterious
0: ways. Well, I'm thinking as he's like carving and putting gas on the bridge, he's just like, well, I could do this to Bane. No, no, he'd do this then. Wait a minute, I think it's this guy. And he just was, he was deducing that whole time. And he would deduce in his voice, as
2: proved by that movie, since there is a scene where Catwoman leaves him alone on a rooftop and he says to himself, So that's what that feels like. You don't need to
0: use that voice. You're the only one there. I'm
1: Christian Bale, I'm a Method actor. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think we should use this, just let's go through the Batman series while okay. we're on Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had Tim Burton's Batman, which yes. was huge. Huge. I mean, fucking huge. It Definitely was the Beatles of the modern superhero yes. movie. Yes. It, it set the template. Yep. And it so, premiered
2: on Ed Sullivan's uh, late night uh, music program. Did it really? Uh, yep, it did. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was just 17-year-olds were going wild. They were screaming. Oh. It was, uh Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then there was that, that time that uh, Batman said he wasn't going to play live anymore. Yeah. He was only going to do studio work. Yep. But he did one last live show on the top of uh, of the, the studio in in London. Yep. It's a good move for Batman. Yeah. Good move for Batman. It's a shame what happened with that boy shooting him in the back. <laughs> Yoko his Ono His life ended the same way his Batman. parents did. The yeah. irony of that is just... Uh. And that was actually Jack Napier. <laughs> yeah. he, shot, he was like, can I get an autograph? And he was like, don't I know you? And then it's okay. Anywho, why do we why do we decide to drink for this one? Um Oh yeah, so Batman two came out, uh, and this was Tim Burton following it up. Yeah. Batman Returns. I called it Batman Two. I think we differ on this one, by the way. It's nineteen ninety two. We differ, how so? Um I don't think that this one is uh that good. I think it's my favorite. Yeah, I'd that's say that crazy objectively The Dark Knight is probably the best yeah, yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. movie. But this is my favorite.
2: I don't know, man, like if you, I feel like I went back and watched it kind of recently and it is tough to get through, I really? think. Really? Yeah. So it's
0: been a while since I've watched it. I should revisit it.
2: Yeah, it's I mean, uh, so just uh, do you remember how it opens? You remember that it opens on the Moses story? Well, it opens with Pee-wee Herman putting his baby in the water. Yep. Yeah. The Moses story that turns out to be the penguin. It's like it. The whole thing is like weird. It's got. It's just like way Tim Burton. I like that it's supernatural a little bit.
0: Yeah, the penguin exists due to supernatural means. Catwoman. Catwoman too. I know, but I don't. She's really what I mean. That really. She's like my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, she's great. She does a great job. Yeah.
2: I d- it's also it's really slow at different parts and the whole mayor plot line like really doesn't make any sense is like a really weird thing. I've got to watch it again. I, yeah. I've,
0: I've honestly not seen it in at least 10 years. Not, I think the first one so is, is a much better Batman it. movie. And that I probably haven't seen in 15 years. Yeah, so, I haven't seen that you know, in a long
2: time though. So actually, who knows? Maybe that suffers from the same problems.
0: Yeah, I, I watch Batman and Robin be the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, See, yeah. What I liked about Batman Returns is... Um, I think what resonated with me is that as a kid when I saw it, it was scary. Yeah, I um, remember that one being more frightening than the first one. That stuck with me. That was my first exposure to Christopher Walken uh, ever. That was what scared you and so much? No, no, he's he's what inspired me. I was like look at him, and um, it's the role that Danny DeVito was literally born to play. <laughs> yes, there's nobody else ever. Yeah. Burgess Meredith can suck two dicks <laughs> because he looks like a little man, but he's he's Rocky's coach. Yeah, yeah. Danny DeVito's penguin. Yeah, yeah. Danny DeVito is built like the penguin. If he just suddenly was like, "It's actually been a ploy this whole time," and he ripped off his Danny DeVito mask and was like, "I'm Oswald Cobblepot," <laughs> I'd be like, "That's I knew it. I knew this is actually the penguin." <laughs> they do weird stuff with him though.
2: Like, doesn't it he is even- weird? He bites he a lady's have- nose. Yeah, doesn't he even have kind of like like flippery feet. And oh yeah, stuff right? Like because they- he
0: was raised by penguins, so yeah. he took on their genetic qualities. It's real weird. It's strange. It's definitely... Uh, and doesn't he have penguins with little computers on their heads? Oh, they have missiles strapped to their backs. Yep. Yeah, yep, and they have little it. computers in their brains that do it, and he controls the circus.
2: Yeah, you like this one better than the, the first
0: one? Well, you're really selling me against that <laughs> concept now, but I'd have to watch it again to be sure. I just... It, it scared me as a kid. It has a couple... Like, I do remember as a kid. It was like pretty... Great yeah. moment when... Um, uh, I, one, of the, one of the greatest concepts introduced in that movie is Catwoman having nine lives. <laughs> so throughout the movie, you're counting down each time she dies um batman has a great line he throws catwoman on the floor and he says eat floor high fiber fucking love it (laughs) fucking love it and um and i said this to you before we had the mics on i'm gonna do it for the audience at home it has my favorite walk-in line of all time and i apologize for doing a hack walk-in impression but after he throws uh, after the scene where it's not like you could just kill me actually it's a lot like that and he shoves her out the window it's beautiful (laughs) but she comes back later michelle pfeiffer and Looks like she's posing to blackmail him, and Christopher Walken's response is as such: <clears> "The <throat> secretary tries to blackmail me. I'll drop out of high window. Meanwhile, I got fat a fish to fry. <laughs> Fucking love it. You can't beat that. But I, I will watch it again before I call yeah, it the best. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stand by objectively. Dark Knight takes the cake. I yeah, mean, no yeah. one's gonna fight you on that. I, but."
2: Uh, the other thing is, I think when if you watch it again, you're gonna find out that it actually is basically a bridge between what he did with the first one and what it becomes in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Oh yeah, it's it actually it does because it gets into some of that supernatural stuff. He also kind of like Burton kind of cranks up some of his like weirder y tendencies with oh, yeah. the, with like the Dutch angles. And, it's and different way things. more Burton-y, yeah. Uh, and that is what leads to, I think uh the Batman Forever movie which does two things. One, it combats how dark Burton's was. Mm. It gets bright and colorful. Like he uh what's his name? Uh, Schumacher, right? That's who mm. made the two of them. Ooh. Uh he gets like he makes it all bright and neon and colorful. I think to kinda like fight against how dark it got in the second one. Uh, But also takes on all of these like weirder supernatural qualities from that Batman story and amps those up into his uh, into his two movies. It definitely bridges the gap. Yeah.
0: And and if you think about like financial success wise. Yeah. um, A lot of people's complaints about about uh, every iteration of Batman we've seen on film is that. He kind of is a bond. He's not a detective. He's right. a gadget guy. Right, yeah, yeah. And that was really established there because of the franchising of it. Yep. Because after Tim Burton, you know, took it from dark to a little bit campier, mm-hmm. the studio said, uh, Warner, Brothers had him. Warner Brothers said, and Warner Brothers said, people are going to buy this. People love this. And they seem to be really digging this. Let's go crazier. Mm-hmm. And Joel Schumacher said, fuck it. Let's just balls to the yeah. wall. And if you look at his two films, um, Batman Forever is way superior to Batman and Robin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not going to call either of them good. No, neither of um, them are good.
2: But I do think Batman Forever has some stuff in it that's like at least interesting. Like I actually oh, yeah. think Jim Carrey was an interesting choice. And he was
0: at his cultural zenith. Yes, right there. I exactly. mean, he was just and the man.
2: He actually I think brings something to Edward Nygma that uh, makes sense. Like it's, oh, it's a, it actually is kind of works for his me transformation
0: a little bit. from from meek scientist to oh, the yeah. Riddler, was way better than Uma Thurman's from meek botanist yeah. to poison ivy. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, they decided people are going to dive into this. And Joel Schumacher thought if you look at his movies as inspired by the Adam West Batman, they're less of a failure. Yeah. But they're still not good. Right. And I think that was really his his angle. Mm-hmm. And also, I think he just really wants to fuck Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're yeah. so, by the end of Batman and Robin, it's so homoerotic yeah. that it's actually upsetting. <laughs> and I try to be open minded. I'll never judge anyone for their, their yeah. sexual preferences. But. That was like oppressively gay, Batman. <laughs> I'll watch Bruno 10 times, and I love that movie. Yeah. But Batman and Robin gets a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not going to lie.
2: I, just, I think it's funny that that's how it en- ends up playing itself. That's oh, like yeah. hilarious to me because there is like a homoerotic tension to most superhero stories. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So like it, It's just like funny to me that he what, chose what to... What are comic
0: like, books originally but a circle jerk of a bunch yeah. of dudes that couldn't express...
2: You know, yeah. yeah like I, it's just funny to me that that was like what he chose to amplify in it was like the homoeroticism.
0: I wonder what was like what he intended to... Because like, a lot of times, anytime I've ever shot or edited anything... 100% of the time, the finished product is not what I imagined. Right. And it's not what I shot. Right. But it is what it is. Right. So I wonder if there was some middle ground that he was aiming for that he didn't get or if it was just, I have millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Let's throw it all in. And I'd love to know, because Joel Schumacher's not a bad filmmaker. No, 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 He's I He's made know. some very fantastic movies, but he really dropped the ball in Batman. I feel like uh, I get, those movies have that
2: feel of like the studio had their hands in a little too much. Oh, yeah. Um. But I also I kind of get the impression like maybe Joel Schumacher didn't care that much about Batman uh, and just kind of knew that he was he had just been offered like a pretty big like money maker You know what I mean? Like he could make a a decent chunk of change. It sounds good on paper. But
0: for a movie that's close to two and a half hours long. Yeah. It seems more self-indulgent than it seems.
1: But that's what I mean. Affected by the producers.
2: That's what I mean, though. Uh, like the the fact that I don't think he actually cared that much about Batman. It was more like, oh, you're going to give me a shitload of money. Cool, because there's a lot of things I've been wanting to try and experiment with, and like, you know what I mean. Because you do end up with this like really long, weird Batman movie mm-hmm. where everything's like neon and looks crazy. You it's know? weird, yeah. yeah. Everything's like, I, blacklit. I, yeah, and, uh. I literally get the impression. I have a feeling that was just like something he wanted to do and expect. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that had anything to do with like his vision for Batman. Mm. I think that was like Joel Schumacher's vision for Joel Schumacher's next movie that he was going to be given
0: millions of dollars. Fair enough. For. That makes sense. You know, and you know, and then to re- to to kind of pull back on my point. There is definitely got to be some producer influence because what was the biggest thing about his Batman movies? Those soundtracks were huge. Oh God! I'm fucking positive Seal? they both went platinum. Yeah. Um. They they had everybody. It Was you two, Offspring, Seal. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Uh. On Batman Forever. Uh. I forget whether it was Method Man or Redman had a Riddler song. Oh wow. Yeah. There. It was definitely the, like part of the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. And so then we have Nolan reboots it and says, let's take it back to the comic Mm -hmm, book. mm -hmm. And now that I'm thinking about it, ah, I think my favorite of his is
2: actually Batman Begins. That one, actually, I do think like over time stands up pretty, pretty great.
0: Uh, I I I, love the Joker. I love the Michael Mann feel of the second one. The whole, you know, everyone says, you know, relates it to heat. Yep. And I get that. Yep. But that first Batman, when I saw that, like Batman Begins... It was definitely. I was like, I. Th- I feel like I've read this. This is. This yeah. is This is the Batman that I, I recognize. Yeah. Exactly. You
2: know? Yeah. No, I remember that feeling too. I do. I just think the Dark
0: Knight is like an exceptional movie. It's so good. It. If you pull Batman out of it and just put any other. Yeah. Type of hero in it, it still works. Yeah. You can put it, Dirty Harry at the center of that, and it would be the exactly. same thing.
2: Uh, I also love it. It. it just, the. The way he decided to tell that story. Dirty Harry versus the Joker. I'd pay a million oh, dollars. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, And he totally would too I mean honestly It's not that different From the first Dirty Harry movie where he's trying to track down That killer Oh
0: yeah Because I mean The Joker Unlike in the Tim Burton one Isn't some scientific anomaly He's just a fucking maniac He's just like Batman Yeah Uh,
2: But that I fucking I love the way He decides to tell that story One of my favorite things About the Dark Knight Is the opening It's just a shot of a building And you hear like The the strings are just like This like dull hum Mm -hmm. You just get like a oh yeah it's unsettling and then also the window explodes and a zip line goes through it and a guy you know goes across the, the rooftops like through the window and then the camera pans down to the street onto a street corner and you just see a shoe walk into frame with a blue bag being held in a hand <laughs> and what you realize at the end of that sequence is that's the Joker mm-hmm. so the, the whole what you're given at the beginning of that movie without knowing it is this extremely ominous evil rolls in
1: yep oh
0: yeah that's what that is and it's, that feels like the first it just two and a half pages of a comic book. exactly yeah. and it
2: comes out of nowhere it's literally because the idea of the joker is chaos right that's the whole concept in, in some men in, in like nolan's. to watch the world burn exactly in nolan's universe he's the representation of chaos mm. which is the one thing that batman can't uh doesn't know how to fight
0: he can't reconcile it yeah he, it's it, just chaos he
2: doesn't know what to do with it exactly yeah. there's no motivation to it and he's a detective he needs to find the motivation uh, and uh, so you get this That's b- interesting I never thought about that You get this beautiful,
0: beautifully put yeah, yeah yeah And you get wow. this
2: beautiful opening Where it literally is like A force of nature Rolls into Gotham Yep You just you just see Gotham You see a skyline And you get this like hum This weird just hum Because yeah The skyline <laughs> shot initially Is breathtaking and beautiful exactly it's metropolitan exactly it feels like progress it but feels like a city but there's this ominous thriving. sound like coming it gets louder and louder and louder in the ca- and you see like a window explode camera pans down and you just see the Joker but like just his foot and this bag that he's, you know what I mean evil a, comes a, home evil comes to town that's it's, a, it's
0: great it's fucking and one one thing that I think drives that point home a lot is, the, is Batman Begins is told entirely on set pieces yes there's yes. no actual city right um, whereas uh, Dark Knight they use Chicago Chicago yeah and so it definitely does feel like Batman's positivity has taken a po- sure whatever it is <laughs> has taken effect, Batman's message has taken yes. root, and Gotham is in this new age of modernity, and, yeah. and just it is a metropolitan powerhouse, and then exactly. evil stirs the pot. Exactly. Ah, oh, right. that is such a good movie. Dude, it's, <laughs> that movie is me. great. I, I I really really like that movie,
2: and even when it gets like a little long at the end, it's all for the service of being able to like like tell this very thematically strong Absolutely. story uh it's uh I, that's a great movie it, that it, was
0: one that that i honestly when i was watching it and the joker has both boats held hostage yes. i truly and a hundred percent honestly believed that one of them was going to blow up the other one and then joker was going to laugh and that was going to be the cut setting us up for part three whoa yeah yeah, um, yeah. i do like that that batman's idealism won over because yes. then you get the whole now batman's on the run even though he's good, one of the hardest things to do is just take the fall, yes. and he's going to do it. Yes. That was some incredible work.
2: Oh, and you get—I mean, you get the brilliance of one of the things that Nolan uh, did with his series was title his movies kind of uh, brilliantly. To oh, extent. yeah. Batman Begins, I still think, is a little bit
0: of a cheesy title. Uh, well, that still is playing off of the oov of Batman Forever, which absolutely. is the dumbest movie title of all time. Oh, if yeah, has, yeah, That makes no sense. Not at all. Yeah.
2: Uh, but we, when you get the Dark Knight, it's just like, oh, we all know that is—that's—that's that's just another name for Batman. What a cool title. But then you get to the end, and you have this great speech about, like, Gotham needs it's white knight. I'll be the dark knight. Yes. Gotham. I'll be it's, the dark knight. Uh, it's, uh, it's brilliant. It's beautiful. And then The Dark Knight Rises, which also sounds like actually a very stupid title, uh, by the time you get to the very end of the movie, makes a whole lot of sense and is the perfect title for oh, the yeah. wrap-up of this series
0: about this man. I was, I do like The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I wish it was better though. Yeah. I do like it, but I really wish it was better. Like if they stuck the landing now, granted Oh, you mean the movie itself. I yeah. agree with you. I totally agree with if you. If it was if they if if Heath Ledger didn't fuck up and mm-hmm. was still alive, mm-hmm. then we would have gotten the movie we deserve, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Because you can see that script and if you just pry out the Joker and pop Bane in, mm-hmm. it still kind of works. You mean you the know? other way around? No, no, I'm saying like if if, uh, yeah, I guess the other way around. You can see where Bane is being a surrogate Joker. Yeah, yeah. Um, But at the same time, uh, one of the things that I think, and and it resonates even into the movie I saw last night, uh, Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. is that due to Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, superhero movies have started to make social commentary. Yes. And that, I don't believe, has ever happened. Right. Um, With Dark Knight, it was a huge thing that was all about um surveillance. Yes. You know, what is to what limit is surveillance something that is not part of the American ideal? Yep. To what limit are we trading, you know, safety uh trading liberty for safety yep. and how accurate is that? And there's it's very heavy-handed in that. Mm-hmm. And uh Captain America 2 was a very big parable about drone warfare. Yeah, yeah. So th- it's amazing to me that these superhero movies do have their finger on the pulse culturally. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I think that's what allows it to, to stick around. Yeah. Going back to the
2: mythology thing, that makes sense. That's why Absolutely. we had these myths. It was to comment on our own existence and give us a way to understand like what are what are we doing? What are the decisions we're making? Why are we making them? Are they good or
0: are they bad? How can we move forward from them? And I think that says a lot to us why we hate origin stories now. Yeah. Because we don't need the origin story. I don't give a shit. I think that's why Dark Knight largely succeeds is because we have an origin story. We have the third one, which wraps up the overarching story. But really, that's just a middle chapter adventure. Of uh, we now have Batman, let's yep. do something with him. Let's That's, have some fun. Uh, that
2: uh, to to just touch on that series one more time. I do. I've, I think about this a lot, and I, I'm still. I don't like saying this because I feel like it's people would would want to give me shit for it. But I think it might be my favorite trilogy of all time, simply because it actually tells a great complete story. Batman Begins is a is a great movie because it it introduces us to what's going to become a very interesting intricate. Uh, a series that actually fulfills all of the themes set up in the very beginning of that movie. Mm. The second movie stands on its own legs completely. Uh, it continues those themes and pushes them forward a little bit, but you could watch it out of context completely. You don't need the first Absolutely. one. You don't
0: need the last one. You can watch The Dark Knight as a standalone I showed movie. that one to my parents. They've never seen the other two, but exactly. I brought that home and felt comfortable showing them. Totally
2: works on its own, stands on its own legs. The only problem with it, not the only problem with The Dark Knight Rises, but one of the things, uh, uh, almost an excuse I make for it, I guess, is one of the problems with it is it doesn't stand on its own you can't just sit down and watch The Dark Knight oh, Rises. Yeah. That movie is totally dependent on the two movies that come before it. However, it oh. as an ending to that trilogy, uh, it is amazing, I think. I think it like really works as a great ending to that trilogy because it wraps up all of those themes and I think for the most part fulfills on all of the promises it makes leading into it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And And I think you're right. It does work as the end of a trilogy. It doesn't work as a movie no. on its own. As the end of the trilogy, it works. And um, and I wish it worked on its own. I, I, think, really I think it would be a better movie if it worked on its and own. And I think it, it it was set to do that. Yes. And circumstance prevented it. Yeah. And that's fine. I can live with that. They really did a, a good job with it. But I will say that this is the... I immediately felt this after I saw uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises in the theater. Was I thought, you know what? At the end of the day, this is probably the one that when I just want to put on a movie, I'll watch this one over the other two. Yeah, When I want to watch some art... Yeah, I'll watch Batman Begins. I'll watch some Dark Knight. But if I just want to put on a Batman movie while I'm doing some dishes, it's always going to be Dark Knight Rises. Totally. And I think that says something. It's got a lot... Well, because you know what it is? I bet this is what
2: it is. It's got a lot of great set pieces amidst the Chicago that we see in Dark Knight. Absolutely. It marries the two things. It marries Batman Begins to the Dark Knight. Um, It it brings... a lot of good moments. Yeah.
0: And it is for a movie that's brutally long. Yes. It's not brutal. It's it's a lot no, of yeah. fun, you know. There's it's a ton, it's ton of entertaining, entertaining stuff in it. Yeah. And and I think in a way that's almost what the series needed a little bit yeah. because it was so dark and it was so dour. Uh, we kill Batman's woman midway through the second right, one and know, it's, yeah. it's it's mind-blowing. Yeah. And uh so at that point, you know, I think it's okay to have a little fun with Batman. Yeah, even if it's fun that it is masked in darkness. Mm-hmm. To have you know the the court where they send you out on the ice. Yeah, yeah. Batman can fly in his in his supercar. Hey, you know what? I, I'm into that. Yeah. Why not see that with the new the new sleek dark black sheen on it? That's cool by me. And yeah, once yeah, again, yeah. not talking about Martin Sheen <laughs> or Charlie Sheen or even Emilio Estevez. I'm talking about the con- or Michael Sheen from Frost versus Nixon. We can't you know none of that. But um. We're going to end up doing a whole episode about Batman. No, let's. Uh, I was going to say, I think
2: I think we've nailed that. Let's uh, jump back a little bit and hit... Uh, what is, well, uh, another series that's lighting back up is Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, that was the next thing I was looking at. That's and wild. I'll tell you, I have gone back to this 1990 Ninja Turtles many times throughout my life. Yeah, how do you feel about it? It never becomes bad. It, okay. I, I honestly, it holds up every time. Every time I go to watch it, I'm like... This is going to be the time I realize this is like a really
0: shitty movie. Oh, yeah. Nope. It's, it's I quite say, good. I've watched it very recently. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, that's definitely one of those movies that like, as a kid, that blew my mind. Yes. Because much like Captain America blew my dad's mind when I saw that, I was like, I never thought I'd actually see real turtles. Right. And um, But there's one part, and I implore everyone, if you have a copy of Ninja Turtles, please fast forward to the very last scene. When they first attack Shredder, yes, and Shredder hands it to them, yes, and then they all gather up and they huddle. Like, right. what are we gonna yeah. do? Yeah. The whole time they're huddling, if you look in the background, Shredder or the actor playing Shredder yeah. is very bored, and he's just standing there. When he when he logically would just be attacking the turtles because yes. he's clearly superior, he's just kind of wandering back and forth, and he has kind of a yeah, like kind of the thing about him, and. Of course, as a kid, like that doesn't affect you at all. As, no. a, as an adult watching that, I couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, Shredder, attack them. But as a kid, you don't care because you're like, Leonardo, and they're, they're all talking. They're all going to do their thing. That last scene is very anticlimactic. Oh, yeah. But uh, also screen debut of uh, Sam
2: Rockwell. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you want uh regular or menthol?
1: Yep. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no one ever quotes him. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. Uh,
2: I... I I love the Ninja Turtles, dude. I I'm telling you, that movie is is pretty damn good. It here's a, here's what's great about it: it actually nails the fucking Ninja Turtles tone because we, oh, yeah. we all grew up on the cartoon, and the cartoon was like really fun and silly and like oh, you it's know.
0: insane. But
2: the the comic was actually kind of dark and a little bit harder. Uh, at, oh, they were <laughs> straight up murderers in the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: At yeah. least like the original comic, as as a lot of people don't know it because mm-hmm. it spun off into goofy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think the movie actually kind of nails the tone of the comic, which is the movie is actually pretty
2: gritty. Uh, it, it takes itself seriously, uh, but the turtles are
0: funny, weird characters. And they're actually kind of like a group. Yeah. You know, they have group dynamics. Exactly. I mean, a large plot point is when I believe it's Raphael, Raphael leaves the group gets kidnapped because yeah, he's cool but rude. Give yeah. me a break. Oh and no! And Michelangelo is a party dude. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just doing the song. Yeah, uh, because uh, <laughs> um, remember Raphael is yeah. cool but rude, and then he smashes the pizza on the screen. Right. And goes, give me a break. Uh, Michelangelo is a party dude, and he break dances because that was <laughs> cool in '91. Yeah,
2: uh, uh, that. I, so I think the tone is actually kind of great in that Ninja Turtles movie. That's one of the things that's great about it, the tone. Like Elias Cotes nails Casey awesome. Jones. Awesome, I know he's nails great it. at it. Uh, and then you also have... the This is one of my favorite things about it. I feel like nobody thinks about this when they watch a Ninja Turtles movie. Okay, the turtles themselves, right? They're practical effects. They they're are Jim Henson of, Muppets. They're Jim Henson Muppets, but they are the craziest fucking Muppets you have ever seen in a oh, movie. Yeah. They, I, I can't think of any other movie that has really gone this far with them. There is a couple probably, but that have gone this far with the Muppet. It is... The, okay, so this is how they get a turtle performance in... The Ninja Turtles movie. And they are in almost every goddamn scene of this movie. There is an actor wearing a very heavy rubber suit that is highly trained in Kung Fu that is doing pretty good, pretty fast Kung Fu moves in a heavy rubber suit. There is also an animator standing off camera working a little keyboard that controls the eyes and mouth and face of this turtle costume. Which are pretty... Uh,
0: Versatile, very uh, versatile, and very expressive. Yeah,
2: and there is a third actor who is doing the voice acting for those turtles that are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, one of
0: which is Corey Feldman. Yes.
2: Uh, You have so you have an actor in a suit, you have an actor, technically an actor like animating, and you have an actor doing the voice. Three different actors make the performance of each of those things. Uh, It's like crazy if you think about what it took to put that on film.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's a lot. Of, and honestly, and it's very successful. A hundred percent of their budget probably went to that. Oh yeah, but I think that's a testament to how good the rest of the movie is. Yeah. It's just a dark, gritty kind of street crime kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's great. really a story about that kid Danny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, learning good through the turtles. Exactly.
2: yeah, Yeah, yeah. Which is a great idea to, to to give a character like that to sort of like be the crux of the
0: story. You know, what I, I mean? still remember to this day his scene with Splinter. Yeah. When Splinter kind of. He's like he's like hung he's, up. He's, yeah. yeah. He's chained up. And he's been like that beaten. was Splinter was a good, great, splinter. good character. Yeah. I made a funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ha ha ha. ha. And I. <laughs> That's I the I last love... line of the movie, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Because he says. Oh, ah, 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 man. I remember that my my uh, mom and dad took me to see that as a yeah. kid. And I'll never forget that. Uh, that that definitely was one of like the the defining moments of my childhood. And I remember we pulled up to the Marlton 8, and uh, my parents were like, oh, we have a surprise for you tonight. They didn't tell us what it was. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know what this movie theater was. I didn't really go to the movies. And we pulled up next to this truck, and my dad was like, yeah, we're all going to hop in that truck. This guy's going to take us out in the woods, show us <laughs> <his> snakes. <laughs> and my sister screamed. She's like, oh, ah, no. And then I looked out the window, and I saw we were at the movie theater. I'm like, that's his Ninja Turtles. Are we going to see Ninja Turtles? <laughs> And we saw Ninja Turtles, and I remember that night going home to my bed, and that, those were that was my praying days because I was like five, uh-huh. and I prayed to God that when I fell asleep, he would implant the movie as my dream. <laughs> That's how fucking life-changing that movie was for me. Uh, that was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Really? Mine was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
2: Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh. Uh, and and uh, well, one, I just before we get off the turtles, the my, I think my favorite- We fa- can go long. Fuck well, yeah, it. yeah, I'm fine with that. My, my favorite scene in Ninja Turtles is when uh, Raphael and um, uh, Casey Jones are fixing a car when they're out at that barn. You know what I'm talking about? They go out to like April. I know when they're at the barn. They go out to like April's. Farm. Says, oh,
0: it's like the Grapes of Wrath. Yeah. And I yeah. remember laughing even though not getting the reference. Yeah, as a kid, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Kudos there's to Coteus.
2: There's a scene there where they're like fixing a car. It's like there's like a montage where April's like explaining, like, Oh, uh, Raphael has passed out in the bathtub, and all the brothers are very worried for his life. And they're all handling it in different ways. You know, it's this very like serious like yeah, thing that's yeah, happening. Yeah. Uh, and so it cuts to to Donatello and Casey Jones like fixing a car, and what they're doing is they're they're insulting each other, but they're going through the alphabet with their insults. So like everybody I don't remember has to, everybody has to respond to the other one with an insult that starts with the next letter of the alphabet. And I don't really remember any of them except for Donatello has one, and I just remember like Corey Feldman's voice. He just goes. Yeah, sure thing. Hose
0: brain. <laughs> Let's play it real fast. Ready? Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Asshole. Uh, bitch tits. Uh, cunt face. Dickhead. Faggot.
2: You missed a letter. Did I? Yep. I'm an egghead. Huh?
0: It- ah? yeah. <laughs> I just really wanted to say a word I'm not supposed to say. I'm sorry.
2: Gross f- face.
0: Hose brain.
2: <laughs> uh, idiot. Jerk uh kilimanjaro lover lesbian lesbian <laughs> let's
0: offend everybody no, yeah
2: no, I'm, now i want to be done
0: yeah yeah you know because you're you were about to put you were doing gonna do an m and i was gonna get to n and that's <laughs> bad news you can't have that yeah i wouldn't have been able to resist i'm sorry <laughs> i was gonna call you a ninja i'm glad i a <laughs> ninja turtle ninja turtle hater
2: right <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, and then the second and third movies are like, they're all
0: right. Well, the second one had Super Shredder. Yes. And it had, for some reason, not Bebop and Rocksteady, but Toka and Razor. I know, that
2: was such a weird choice. Why not, Why not, not Bebop them? and Rocksteady? I know. And such Baxter a weird
0: Stockman, Stockman, not as a bug, but just as a. Scientist. I know, just
2: as Baxter I know, there were a lot of weird choices in that one. Now, the uh, third one the, failed w- weirdly. Well, hold on. The weirdest choice of which was Vanilla Ice. Well, how, oh, are, yeah. how are we going to gloss over that? Go
0: Ninja Go? Well, yeah. do you remember who did the theme for the first Ninja Turtles? No. Hammer. Oh, T-U-R-T-L-E right. power. Yeah. So they have a long history of of uh, flash-in-the-pan hip-hop acts <laughs> doing their theme. I saw Vanilla Ice at the Trump Marina. He did a free show. I'm proud to say I bumped fists with Vanilla Ice. <laughs> but one of the cool... It was a great show because, one, he played it with no irony. Yeah, yeah. He played it as if it. Two, he was good. Yeah. Three, he opened and closed with the Ninja Turtles song. <laughs> it was awesome. so good. That's cool. But uh, Ninja Turtles 3 should work because it involves my two favorite things, time travel and and time travel. I know.
2: Here's the thing. That was my favorite one as a kid. Really? I watched that movie so many times. And I'll tell you what, uh, it's not great, but it's got Way more jokes and better jokes oh, than, yeah. than the other ones.
0: Well, the fact that they switch with the Samurais yes. and the Samurais are in present day hanging out with Casey yes. Jones, gold. Oh, it's great. I got that movie for my 10th birthday. Uh-huh. And I remember I got in trouble because I screamed when I opened up the package and it was Ninja Turtles. And my dad yelled because I shouldn't be screaming <laughs> at Nana's house. I remember all these things. And then I, I went in the other room to watch it. And I came back and I was like, I don't I don't think I liked that and that was, like, the first movie that shattered me. Oh, man. Now, it grew on me l- later as I, I watched it over I and over. I loved it
2: as a kid, man. I watched it so many times. And I, I specifically remember loving when they when they very first travel back in time. Uh-huh. They, for some random reason are transported onto the backs of horses. Oh, because they
0: switch places with whoever right.
2: else is holding the time scepter. Right, and so the time scepter is being held by these guys on the horses, so they all get... <laughs> I guess that doesn't make sense. It doesn't does make it? any sense at all. <laughs> so they all, so they get transported onto the backs of horses, and uh, the, uh, for some reason Michelangelo is, of course, somehow transported backwards onto his horse.
0: Oh, you're right! And
2: so they have this great line where they're all on these horses, and they're like, they don't know what to do because they've never ridden horses before. Turtles and horses is just hilarious and uh and donatello goes i don't know how to drive this crazy thing and michelangelo goes you're lucky at least yours has a head (laughs) brilliant i loved it my comedy has not really matured at all since then
0: (laughs) i'd say it's matured a little bit or at least devolved into something so immature (laughs) that it's the uh uh Oh, they, and that was Elias Coteus Elias yes. was dual cast because he was the ancient oh, version right. of himself yes, and right. the modern version. I forgot about and that. April recognizes him, different <laughs> April. Yep. We recast April after the first yes, one, which is yes, strange. Yes, we do. yes. and um, one of the things that that is very interesting to this movie is I had the novelization, and oftentimes novelizations are. Written based off of the script Not off the movie So when you read the novelization of a movie You might get scenes that weren't in the movie And Mm -hmm. this is the first time I experienced that There was this great scene that I don't know why it was in the movie It was a montage, at least as it was written in the book of the Ninja Turtles finding the farming tools that their classic weapons are based on. Oh, interesting. Because that is That's how the weapons cool. came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, uh, there's a, there was a scene where is in a cornfield, and this guy's using nunchucks to, you know, shuck the corn and stuff. Oh, yeah, And he yeah. picks them up, and he's like, yeah, chucks! And then now yeah. he's got his weapon. And that is essentially how, when martial arts were first being founded, it was rebellious farmers that were able to create right. a, you know, weapon system out of their tools. I thought that was so cool and it so was historically cool. interesting. yeah. And I mean, I can see why you cut it because that doesn't entertain a kid, but I don't know.
1: I read it in the yeah, book yeah, and I, I like loved that. it and that's I remember cool.
0: waiting for that in the movie Yeah. and it, it didn't happen it was a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. in terms of things that like movie, movie stuff, that's the first time that's ever happened to me. That's the first deleted scene I've ever seen in my life right yeah, there. Interesting, yeah, yeah. Is my whole childhood based on Ninja Turtles? Jesus Christ. I think mine is. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. That I, I got to tell you that the trailer for the
2: new one, uh, maybe a controversial opinion, uh, I'm not going to say it's bad. Here's the thing. I'm not going to say it's good either. I'm going to say it's a shitty trailer because it didn't give me anything at all. Okay, I and it's barely no, started filming. Yeah. I have no idea what that movie is going to be.
0: Honestly, more Turtles is better than no yes. Turtles, even if it's bad Turtles. Yes. But have you heard the new news about it? The initially, new news? The new news. That's oh, twice as new. Are you about to talk about the voice actors? The voices. Because initially, the actors who played them, and this is why it was so revolutionary, is that the actors did everything. Yes. And then they just put they paint the character over him. But now Splinter is Tony Shalhoub. Yes. And Leonardo, I believe, or Michelangelo? Leonardo. Leonardo is Johnny Knoxville. Odd choice for which, Leonardo. I, you know what? I would say more for Michelangelo, but uh, you can hear... I could, yeah. You can hear him in the new yep. trailer, and it does work, but I just feel like what a slight to the actors because mm-hmm. now you have lost your entire performance, yep. really. Yep. I mean...
2: Same thing happened to the chick that played uh, the computer in her.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Although honestly, I'm glad because Scarlett Johansson. I would download that app. I looked for that app for a good long time. Siri, step your game up. Uh, all right. all like. Do you want me to Google it? I'm like, why don't you fuck me? Why don't you fuck me like her, Siri? You bitch. And then she's like, I don't need to take this language. <laughs> and then she turns off my phone, and the top button's broken, so I can't turn it back on until I plug it in. It's a whole thing. I'm getting I'm getting a fucking different phone. <laughs> None of this happened, guys. <laughs> Please. Uh, Dark know, Man.
2: I've seen Dark Man. Sam Raimi. Well, Dark Man's weird.
0: interesting because it is Sam Raimi. Yep. And it's his audition tape for Spider-Man. I know. And it's weird. Weird as shit. Oh, yeah. But entertaining. Well, that actually began as an adaptation of The Shadow. Mm. Uh, the Shadow knows. That makes sense. That totally makes and sense. And they couldn't get the rights to it. And Sam Raimi was like, I've got a better story that just looks similar image wise. Yeah. Let's sell that. And it spun off. I believe there's a couple straight to video uh, sequels. There's two straight to video sequels. Starting Arnold Vosloo yeah. instead of Liam Neeson. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is a. Uh, I, I, I own Dark Man. I'm actually. I do too. A huge I own fan. the whole trilogy, in fact. I've never seen any of the sequels. I've not watched the sequels yet. Oh, the trilogy was $10. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I own all four sequels. <laughs> and Trevor's I wanted to movies. see Dark Man. Yeah. Yeah dark man's great though i liked it it was good great yeah. practical effects i yep. mean it's sam it's vintage Sam Raven, yeah yeah hands down
2: yep uh we get a captain america movie you were right in 1990 i've never seen that i've heard uh and seen pictures that make me think terrible uh the guyver i feel like i've heard of but i, don't I know, know mark hamill
0: it. actually plays the guyver yeah it, it was a uh what's the word not not japanimation not anime what's the comic version yeah manga, uh, manga. manga. Yeah, yeah yeah you um, can see it's based how on a manga yeah super weird that's definitely a cult classic in a way. I know a lot of people watch that. I used to watch the Guyver television show on Sci-Fi.
1: Hmm, Unless yeah,
0: it was just a movie. Familiar. cut up. Uh, The Rocketeer. I was a Joe huge Johnson, Rocketeer who fan. went on to make Captain America. Captain America. He actually has done a lot of movies people forget about. Yeah. He did Jurassic Park Three, mm-hmm. Jumanji, mm-hmm. Uh, The Wolfman, which is an underappreciated remake. The uh, the one with Benicio Del Toro and Seriously? Anthony Hopkins for a movie that was filmed with half a script yeah. and written while they were shooting. It's fucking good. And it's really? violent as hell. It's not a great movie. Yeah. But uh, as far as a remake of a Universal Monster movie yeah. is, it's better than you'd think. It's worth watching once. I would never watch it Fair again. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Batman Returns,
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. I the- think we should mention Meteor Man. I am not familiar with this. It is a movie starring and directed by Robert Townsend. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. But this is an important movie for one reason, one reason only. Nothing that is established should exist without parody. Right. Um, I cite, uh, I read, I used to subscribe to a guitar magazine, Mm -hmm. and they did the 50 best rock albums of all time. Okay. And number 50 was Tenacious D's self titled album. And the point that they made was. Absolutely nothing should be held so sacred as to not parody it. Yeah. And in order to parody it, you actually have to be pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that concept always resonated with me. Now, whereas I haven't seen Meteor Man, so I can't attest to the quality, I think in terms of as this genre is burgeoning, mm-hmm. that's, that's a cool idea that people could be on board with it. It shows... You know, Weird Al doesn't make a parody of a song you haven't heard, right? So it shows that you know this is starting to take hold, and I think that's worth mentioning. Yeah, 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 that is. Um, What
2: else do we have here? Uh, The Crow, uh, which has definitely become a cult classic. Don't skip
0: over the Fantastic Four. Did I? Yeah, I did. I'd never seen that. The I actually have that DVD. You should watch it. um, Yeah, because this is a concept that really became big. That movie exists for one reason only. They needed to do something or else they were going to lose their rights. Right, right. So right. they lied to the whole production and said this is it. And then after they made it, they were like, we made it. It exists. They shelved it and said, "All right, we're going to wait till we have a budget and then we're going to make the Fantastic 4." So the the new reboot's actually going to be the second reboot. Yeah. So this was a total lie of a movie. It's actually, for what it is, it ain't bad.
2: It's like a Roger Corman movie. It's right? a Roger Corman movie.
0: Yeah. It's cool, though. I mean, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's certainly not boring. Yeah. But when you think about, like, that's why they rebooted Spider-Man. Right, I know. Because they needed the yeah. rights. That's why they pump out Wolverine movies. Because yep. they got to hold on to the rights. And so that's really the first time that happened. And... When we review movies now, and we talked about this a lot, one of the hardest things about reviewing superhero movies is you almost can't review them in a vacuum. Yeah. You have to view them as a franchise, which is unfair. Yeah. And it gives the filmmakers either an easier task or a much more difficult task. Yeah. And the ones that aim for the difficult are the ones that succeed. But totally. That That's the first time that happened where it was, listen, we don't have the money for it now but we do have the rights.
2: All I know about it is I've seen stills of it, and it just looks like a
0: like porn parody version of Fantastic Four. very porn. porn level. Yeah. Uh, the 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 Human Torch effects are literally hand animated. Oh, I love that. That's but great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's when I picked up like a bootleg at a yeah. comic con, and it's. It's awesome. All I, right. it's worth watching. I'll bring it over. We'll get stoned to watch it. Right, that sounds head. good. That sounds
2: good. The I don't think I've ever seen. No, I I've seen The Crow. I think kind of like one of those things. Like I think I've kind of like I I've seen parts of The Crow at one time or another.
0: It's a pretty good movie.
2: Yeah, I like Alex Proyas movies actually a lot.
0: It's a you reference Knowing. Yeah, uh, frequently. Yeah, and um,
2: I like Proyas' movies for the most part. Dark City is one of my favorite. movies. Oh, Dark City is fantastic, yeah. and
0: honestly, I don't care what anyone says. I love Die Robot. I did not see that. It's good. I mean, it's literally not, the book's a collection of short stories, right. so it's just in that it could be another story in that book. Right. That's how it exists. But uh, I think it's cool. Um, but visually, it's stunning. I yeah. Mean, Alex Perez yeah, yeah. is a very uh, I don't want to say recognizable stamp because it's not recognizable unless you're looking for it. Right. Uh, it's not like a Wes Anderson or anything. Right. Right. But it is there, and he's a very visual filmmaker. Exactly. Yeah. And for someone who has dealt uh, historically with a lot of production interference yeah. and in the crow sense production uh just complete interruptance yeah uh i think he, th- the fact that he's maintained a visual stamp is very strong absolutely uh in fact i would like to see him tackle a movie that uh, i would like to see him tackle more superhero movies but perhaps uh honestly i i would love to see him on like a preacher Oh, that would, that would be know, cool. Actually, he'd be good. Now, I know for we that. have a, a a dream team now. We do. On I know. I know. I know. But you know, I would like. to I, Actually, that stuff would. Like I that. think that's a great choice. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely a uh, visually strong. Yeah. But the Crow, of course, is iconic because it starred uh, Bruce Lee's son Jason Lee, and he was accidentally <laughs> killed. Not Jason Lee, I don't actually. think. Right? It's uh, Brandon. Uh, Lee. I was thinking Brandon Lee. Jason yeah. Scott Lee's the other son. He oh, was okay. in the the Jungle Book live action. Yeah. Okay. And Dragon a Bruce Lee story. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. A Lot of Lees. A lot, lot of Brandons. No, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, but um, he uh, he was killed midway through. Yep. Um, there was something lodged in the gun, so the yep. blank actually shot a projectile into him, and they still finished the movie mm-hmm. using body doubles and uh, just reusing footage that was shot. And there are scenes that you can tell, but honestly, they did a great job. It's with that. pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. You, you, for the most part, you probably wouldn't know unless you knew the story. This is a movie that, to me. I I don't advocate remakes, and I think that The Crow is a pretty good movie on its own. Mm-hmm. But this is a property to me that I think deserves an awesome remake. Yeah, and if done right, you know like remakes to me are I don't the know things about that, that need to be you, updated or yeah. or just modernized. I think if they do this right, it could be a strong franchise.
2: I don't know. I feel like it exists in a vacuum in the '90s. The whole idea is yeah. he like he gets resurrected to play guitar really well and be a goth. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's it kind of exists in a vacuum in the nineties. Like it oh, makes I think we
0: could change the image. I mean it his image is definitely nineties, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. But I, I think if given the right lead, you could turn it into something you know, pretty yeah. incredible. Because yeah. that—that was the one thing about that uh, movie is it was very martial arts influenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and did he, like he, that about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Martial arts, and I really—it's only Blade that kind of kept that up. Right. If you ask me, I mean, that's, mostly dude, now It's I'm tactical ho- fighting.
2: That's my one. Fingers crossed for that Iron Fist show. If they make an Iron Fist show, they have got to make it like a kung fu show. That would be badass. Yeah.
0: Honestly that's that's a genre that Marvel hasn't really touched yet and has had every opportunity. I really thought they were going to with the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wallace that that was a much better movie than the first Wolverine. It's I want
2: to see like a Jackie Chan The Raid like Ong Bak style superhero movie.
0: Hell's yeah. The raid I want... Two comes
2: out next week. I know, dude. I actually really want to go. We should go. All right, we're gonna go. We should go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go we're yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah, this. We're at the UA. Yeah, yeah. That's where yeah. I saw the first one. I actually, I was, I was telling Stephanie, I was like, I really want to see this movie, The Raid Two, and she was like, What is that? I don't know what the Raid is. I was like, You don't need to see it. We'll just nah. go see this movie. It'll be fine. Let's go. It's uh, all
0: right. We'll go. We'll go. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. two and a half hours long. I'll give, uh, I know that. I honestly don't give a shit. I would love to see two and a half hours. Oh yeah, we beating the fuck out of each other. The first time I saw The Raid, I watched it in the theater, and then I came home and illegally downloaded it and started watching it again. It's oh god, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh i'm pumped uh i want to see iron fist needs to be that i want to okay. see why iron fist
2: uh well because iron fist is like a a legendary kung fu master that's okay. like, you know see, what I, mean? I know like, nothing about iron fist he uh the idea is he gets like a sort of a the iron fist is like a power that's passed down through generations kind of uh uh and uh, from a a sort of mystical land that exists inside and outside of, like, time and space. It like, every, I forget, it's, like, every hundred years it sort of, like, comes into our plane of existence and then moves on to another plane of existence. Uh, and it's this legendary city of, like, Kun Lao or something like that. Uh, mm. Kevin Lao? Exactly. The uh, legendary city of Kevin Lao. Yep. Takes Hope place. you're having fun in NOLA, buddy. Yeah, it takes place on his left eyebrow. Uh, <laughs> and... It uh there's a there's a <laughs> massive kung fu battle there uh every hundred years or whatever it comes into our reality. And Why hasn't he told me about this? Like, I know. <laughs> a,
0: I hear laughing in your in the studio. Yes. Oh. Uh yep. Party party. Um so we have Ah, that's funny, I didn't think of the mask as a uh I know, I keep seeing that. I guess Dark Horse owns that as a property. Somehow. Have you ever read any mask comic books? No. They are not, like that movie was a Tex Avery inspired Looney Tunes rip off kind of thing. Yeah. Uh the mask comic book, he's just like this crazy fucking murdering rapist killer. What? It's actually pretty badass. And, what that's uh, badass? What was this?
2: That's badass to I be mean, a crazy murderous raping killer?
0: No no no. He's not badass. The comic's badass because you're watching this normal meek guy puts on this mask and if you remember correctly, the mask is infused with the spirit of Loki. Oh, and so he okay. is now mischievous. So, yeah. any opportunity to misbehave, he gleefully takes part in. Yeah, so it's fun not because we're rooting for him, right? right it's right. fun because we're watching, like, holy shit, what's he gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only read like two of them. Tell you the truth, I prefer the Jim Carrey version. Mm. Tell you the God's honest truth. Uh, one day I was home from school sick. And uh Son of Mask starring Jamie Kennedy, Kennedy came on. Yeah. And I would never sit down and watch it. But I was home from school sick so I I uh what's the word? Uh did drugs. Yeah, smoked yeah. some weed yeah. and I watched that whole movie and thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Not gonna call it good, not gonna recommend you watch it, but if you're homesick <laughs> and you have weed, you might giggle a lot. <laughs> Doesn't the dog get the mask on its face? At the some dog point? gets the mask, but more importantly, the baby gets the mask. Jesus! And the baby. There's actually a scene where the baby runs loops around the room. Yeah. But it's shot from the baby's point of view, so you're <laughs> seeing this room rotating. And Jamie Kennedy, like, stop it! How do I control this? Blah! And it's and then the dog like pees on something, and you're like, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> Highly recommend you do only that. Judge Dread is the next thing on the list. I
2: think I right? didn't even think about that. I know.
0: Uh, yeah. I've never seen that. I've never seen any Judge Dread movies. Um, Dread 3D. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's the raid with Dread. Oh, and I wish you could go back in time and see it in 3D because it's fucking phenomenal. Really? They do something really cool in Dread 3D. Uh, there's this drug that people take called slow mo. Okay. Where you take it and then it feels like everything's in slow motion. Yeah. So gang leaders will force you to take slow mo and then throw you off a building. So you feel like you're falling forever just oh, waiting for your wow. death. But it also gives an excuse for Zack Snyder style speed ramping yeah. without it just being an artistic choice. Right. It's these dudes get toked up on slow mo yeah. and then Judge Dredd kicks in the door and starts blowing people away. That's cool. It's badass. What it's missing is the one good thing that Judge Dredd, the 1995 Stallone classic, had. And I cannot believe I'm saying this. I highly, highly recommend you watch the original Judge Dredd because Rob Schneider and Sylvester Stallone are an incredible, (laughs) incredible comic duo. There's literally nothing else redeeming about that movie, but they are amazing together. It's one of those things where just failure on both ends yeah. combines to create magic. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I watched this very recently, yeah. and I was howling with laughter. <laughs> I was bored by the movie. Yeah. But anytime they had a scene together, which is most of the movie, yeah. it was fucking insane. <laughs> I love that. I want to see that now. Uh, and if, it, if somehow they could get Rob Schneider and Stallone to be in Dread 3D, it would be the best movie ever. <laughs> but sadly, that just doesn't work uh- uh tank girl, I've never
2: seen that, but I know that's like a sort of a big uh, uh comic book and something that people go back to and it's like a cult classic,
0: yeah, that's a failure of a movie. Not I good. never read the comic, but I did see the movie, yeah, it, for the dumbest reason, it starred Lori Petty and she was also in in the Army now, which I loved mm, as a kid, yeah, probably sure, oh yeah, and um she kind of flashed in the pan, but it was Malcolm McDowell was the bad guy oh cool uh i'm i I haven't seen it in a while. I really shouldn't judge it at all, but uh
2: sure. I saw the money more from Power Rangers movie, which I'm surprised they're calling a comic book movie. I guess maybe that's a manga uh,
0: that the TV show is based on. Well, it was just. an I know it started as another TV show, yes. and we just retrofit the footage into, right. you know, hey, Angel Grove, let's hang out at the juice bar and fight putties, right? <laughs> which point of contention uh-huh. when the putties reinvented themselves and they were like, these putties are stronger than the other putties. The only difference was they had a button that if you kick it, they explode. <laughs> so like that doesn't make you stronger; nope, that weaker. makes you weaker. Yeah, because e- the other putties, easier you just had to, to beat explode them up. all over. It was the size of their chest that <laughs> you touched it; they exploded and they.
1: <laughs>
0: Fuck that shit! I loved the Power Rangers growing up, and I Me am too. ashamed. Me too.
2: I, mean, I am not ashamed at all. I loved it. Oh, I'm ashamed. Dude, it's an inter- it's an early introduction to kung fu
0: and monsters and sci-fi. And That's true. It's, it's great. They're uh, and and I I loved the. It appealed to me in a scooby doo sensibility. Yeah. Where it was the same thing where it was like, ah, oh, the putty showed up. Let's leave the juice bar and fight 'em. Bulk and skull are mad. Yep. And then up oh, a monster. Make my monster grow. Now we gotta use our Zords. Zords win. We pose a couple times at the end. And yeah. it just keeps happening. Yep. It's beautiful. That was great. That that show had the strangest device when they had to shuffle through the cast. Anytime an actor or actress left the show, they uh, every time this was their excuse, they'd be like, Yeah, they're at a uh, peace summit. Uh, uh, that was what they always said was, yeah, they got invited to a peace summit. And it's like, I guess that's cooler than being a Power Ranger. <laughs> so you would, like, we would understand that they go. And Victor Katz, fourth grade, uh, uh, fourth grade co-classmate of mine. I don't know where you are. I'm going to find you on Facebook, Victor Katz. <laughs> but I made a bet with you for $4 that Tommy was the White Ranger. And I was right. And you never paid me. I'm calling it in. Wasn't he the Green Ranger first? He was. And then he disappeared. And then the White Ranger showed up. And he was a mystery? His identity was a mystery? And then Disney Adventures Magazine had an advertisement for one of those little Tiger Electronics games where you swipe a card with a character on it and you get to be that character. And on that ad, they showed one of the cards. And in very small print, I could see the back. And the card was the White Ranger card. And it said, formerly the Green Ranger, Tommy, (laughs) now the White Ranger. So I knew. And I made the bet with him. And then when the reveal happened, I didn't get paid four dollars, motherfucker, with interest. That's like four fifty, <laughs> fucking four four hundred and fifty dollars. Victor Katz, I'm calling you out.
2: <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Dark Man sequel, Crow sequel, something called Barbed Wire that Bar- I've never heard of. Never heard of barbed wire? No, barbed
0: wire was Pam Anderson. Whoa, Pam Anderson as a pair of breasts that fight crime. Oh, yeah, I know what this movie that is. That was based on a comic book, I believe. Interesting. And it was the first failure. And actually, that that uh, replaces everything I said. Because Barb wire was marketed 100% towards men. Mm-hmm. And it was a female-centric comic book movie that completely failed. Yeah. Huh. There you go. There you go.
1: I'm an asshole.
2: I think it's got to be more for the ladies and it'll work. Uh, pray the Jaguar. I don't know what that is. The Phantom. Billy Zane. Yep. Yep, I. That's another one where it's like I I have memories of it, but I don't think I ever like saw it.
0: I saw it a couple times growing up because I actually used to read the the serial on Sundays. Oh sure, Phantom, yeah, yep. Which were always you know it was like Prince Valiant yeah. shit. It was just a couple bricks of nothing, but um, the Phantom to me has two things that I that are worth noting. One, it was definitely shot on a theme park because there's a part where sharks are swimming through a moat. And they're clearly just on a trek. It's, like, it's clearly like Disney World. And two, Treat Williams as the villain has this Treat device Williams. where it's a microscope that if you look into it, and this one guy looks into it and he puts it into focus, and they actually show the lens going into focus, and it focuses on the word liar. And then two knives. Poke out of the eye hole of the microscope and stab him in the eyes. Jesus Christ! And it's the weirdest, most insanely violent thing to happen in the middle of this, you know, popcorn, yeah. just candy-colored children. It's a purple superhero, and that sat with me forever because all I could think of as a kid was like, ah, his eyes. That's crazy. And he's gonna have to pry that off, but. It stuck with me. That's crazy. And there's actually been other people that I've talked to this movie about, and that's always the first thing that they bring up. Oh, the ice? Uh, yeah. like, oh, do you remember the microscope? Whew, it's fucked up. Oh, it is, fu- is fucked up. It's fucked up villainy.
1: Uh,
2: more Dark Man sequels. Black Scorpion got a sequel. I don't even... Uh, Batman and Robin. Spawn.
0: Spawn. I saw that in the theater. Michael J. White, right? That movie sucked. Yeah. That was a bad... I
2: feel like there's things to appreciate about Do you Spawn. remember who the villain was? Hold
0: on. Martin... Sheen. Ah, you're right! Yep. (laughs) That's crazy. That movie sucked. I I don't know what to say about it. That movie was garbage, and it was supposed to be like a, a special effects extravaganza, and they were shitty.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of crazy makeup and weird stuff like that. I think the effect, I think literally when they were like the amazing special effects, they were just like, "Hey, we figured out how to give him what looks like an infinite
0: cape." Yeah. Oh, yeah. And but, the cape wasn't even cool. Nope. There was like one shot that was clearly 98% of the budget. Yep. The other 2% going to John Leguizamo. Oh, I know. Who honestly, he might have been the best part of that movie. Yeah, it's a weird character. It's a weird character. Honestly, nobody could have played it, but yeah, kudos know. to John Leguizamo just for commitment and I for know. sheer makeup effects. Yeah, I mean, it
2: is pretty crazy what they do with the makeup. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a weird movie. I, I think there's things to appreciate about it because it, it does... To some extent, get like actually kind of like do some things from the comic that are interesting, you know, but it's not, it's, it's, it is a bad movie.
0: I didn't know a lot about Spawn when I saw it. Yeah. And that was the first superhero I was introduced to that had, he wasn't just a good guy. Right, right, right. That was the thing, like, that, that's a concept that, that wasn't new to me at that point. That was new to me at that point where it was. You have to sell me on a protagonist that's not necessarily good. Right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And whose whole reason for being the protagonist is that he was essentially bad. Bad, yeah. And so that that to me, uh like I remember the first I saw the the play Evita. I took a date mm-hmm. to see Evita back in the day, and it blew my mind. It never occurred to me that Evita is the villain of that show. The mm. whole move mu- the yeah, whole I guess musical right, yeah. is just about her being a heartless bitch. Right. And so that like shocked me. And then I saw Chicago, same kind of thing, where it was like, yeah. oh, we're heroicizing these literal murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that concept is something that is is a tough sell, and Spawn, if there was one success, I'd say would su- succeed in that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense.
2: Uh, what else? So we're finally, I feel like, moving into the more current superhero. Area I have here. to pee so bad. Do you? Yeah,
0: should we take a break?
2: Well, should we take... I mean, I feel like at this point, let's not take a break. Let's... Uh,
0: let, let, let's. Oh yeah, we're at an hour and a half. I know. Well, I mean, we do have Steel, <laughs> which is Shaquille O'Neal. So the thing is, though, this is let's let's talk here. This is where one of the things that I'm going to sound very very uh, awful, but I think this is legit. I often refer to pre and post nine eleven movies. Yeah. And there are things that happen to film where cynicism replaced optimism. Yep. Right after nine eleven. Yep. And it's very clear if you look right here. In terms of how our movies were, oh, for sure. Um, in 1999, we have uh, Mystery Men, yep, another parody of you like know the comics and all that. Fifth pro so- sequel. We have the Specials, which is uh, another James Gunn superhero movie, mm-hmm. um, another parody. That's actually really good if you ever get a chance to see it. And X Men was the big one, yep, the property we all wanted to see, yep. Um, and so Brian Singer brought X Men to the screen. And then in 2001, uh, right on the heels of when Spider-Man came out was when 9-11 happened. Yeah. And Spider-Man, uh, they had to change the ad campaign yep. because there was an ad that had the spider web stretched between the, the towers. two towers. And um, they changed that. And they even tacked on an ending where he zips through a bunch of American flags. Mm-hmm. And so that's the turning point. Um because I, I would that, agree with
2: you actually Because you can look at the list then And we have Daredevil, X-Men 2 And X-Men 2 is very different from X-Men
0: X-Men 2 is my favorite of the X-Men I movies agree. And it was all about not trusting the system yep. And it's all about the things that we hold dear Being broken down yep. by essentially chaos yep. And so that that is really where it turned mm-hmm. um, uh, Real quick I think we should definitely mention uh, The Spider-Man movies Oh They're yeah, great.
2: I I like uh you know I you seem to have a little more affinity for the third one than I do uh but uh, still not calling it good yeah calling it acceptable sure
0: um you can't top two I agree with uh, you. I think I two still is really think that great Spider Man two might be my favorite superhero movie ever
2: it's a really fun great superhero movie
0: that to me captured what I always knew Spider Man to be
2: yeah I would agree that movie feels like a comic book
0: yeah very much so that and movie I, really feels Sam like Ramey. a comic book yeah and I, I think that uh. Whereas I, I don't dislike the new Spider-Man I do find it wholly unnecessary And I don't care about it I really did not enjoy it But I don't think they'll ever be able to capture like It does, it feels to me like a Spider-Man Right If they called him Tom Jones instead of Peter <laughs> Parker Not, you know, Tom Jones That's just the name I'm not thinking of Tom Jones of It's Not Unusual <laughs> But uh, I don't think they'll ever top I, Say what you will about Tobey Maguire He made Peter Parker the way I thought he would be Right he nailed it, and and the tone of it, it knows it's a comic book movie without allowing that it's even a movie. It's it's really a, a an incredible thing. It's yeah. exciting. It's fun, and it's uh the effects
2: the are are were at the time like really breathtaking too. Two still holds up. One yeah. has
0: some cartoony effects when he's you know web slinging. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything about the reboot, they they really have some great effects, mm-hmm. and they definitely. Uh, informed Spider-Man's moves with more parkour which is bound to happen especially in a movie that was shot for 3D yeah but uh, Spider-Man 2 is just that is one of it should be more iconic the hero-villain relationship oh I agree than than it is yeah Doc Ock is a a,
2: great villain
0: and that story yeah is is everything about Spider-Man
2: I agree uh, and we get a Hulk movie in there that uh, you know people are give or take on. I think most people hate it. Some people like it. Uh, I would like to go back and see it again, actually. I, f- I feel like with fresh. eyes, worth watching. Know. It's a mess, but yeah. it's,
0: it's a noble mess, whereas I think the remake, not the remake, the reboot with Edward Norton was definitely more action-packed, but there was no heart behind it. Yeah, I, I agree It was with really you. empty. Uh, the, the Ang Lee Hulk, uh, I, I think one of the things that, that, someone pointed this out to me that I, I think is what makes the Avengers version of the Hulk so strong Mm-hmm. Is what did we love about the TV show The Hulk? We didn't want him to become the Hulk. Right. We wanted him to solve it as Banner. Right. But if he became the Hulk, sweet. Whereas the Angley Hulk movie and the Edward Norton, uh, what's it, uh, Jonathan Liebsman mm-hmm. uh, Hulk mm-hmm. movie, they were both just biding time until you could Hulk out. Right. And whereas the Avengers, we have the same thing as where we don't want him to hulk out. Right, right. In right. fact, one of the biggest antagonistic uh, set pieces is when he accidentally hulks out. Right, yeah. Actually, you know? it was so great. Yeah. That's, that's key. And it's not until we need him to hulk out that we actually root for it. Yeah. And they earn that moment heavily.
2: I agree. Uh, I ju- I'm, what I'm trying to do is look through the list here of what comes
0: next. Dude, I gotta, w- I, we, I have to pee so bad. I'm gonna piss my pants. <laughs> well, let's, uh, well, let's wrap it up. I, I, I think, Don't wrap it up. I'm gonna leave you on your own for a second. This that sounds great. Urgency. Let's do it. Yeah, you, you go to town.
2: I got it. Uh, so, uh, Dan brought up the point that post 9/11, uh, for sure, uh, there was a cynicism that uh made its way into these films. Uh, and the weird thing is I'm, I'm looking at this list and I'm going like, I like a lot of these, these movies and I don't really consider myself a cynic, but, uh, you know, I, I, uh, 9-11 was something that happened, uh, sort of in my, not my childhood, like my early teenage years. Uh, so maybe there is a cynicism to me that I don't even, uh, recognize or appreciate, uh, that makes some of these things work for me. Uh, cuz if you look through like uh you know Spider-Man has a positivity to it uh but you immediately move into X2 which is as Dan said is like fighting the system you get um uh what else comes in here the Punisher uh the uh the reboot of the Punisher film um uh, not War not warzone the first one that came out and it's it's a, it's a very similar it's a very dark uh superhero movie uh you get Constantine uh gets made into a movie which is a character that I don't think Really would have become a movie uh, were it not for the cynicism that came after 9-11. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Constantine, like, oh, n- Constantine. like not a character that would have been made into a movie uh, had we not hit that sort of darker period uh, after oh, that's 9-11. that's such a post-9-11 yeah. movie. Have you
0: have you read any of the Constantine books? I, I'm not familiar with the character I have. outside of that. Uh, the I know
2: it's wildly different from what I hear. Yeah, here's the truth. It's not wildly different. They just don't, they don't get it right in that mm. movie. Um, they do actually find a lot of uh, decent Constantine tenants to bring to the screen. I don't feel like it strays so far that it's just like not... Like it's unrecognizable as Constantine, Um,
0: but it it just doesn't get it right. Do you think it's a good movie? No, see, I that's one of the few movies that I've fallen asleep in. Yeah, and it wasn't because I was bored by it. I just hadn't slept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a testament to show how dark it was, because I remember things about that movie. Yeah, but uh, I really don't remember it enough. It's uh, I remember being stunned that Tilda Swinton actually plays a male. The roles. Well, she plays a genderless. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, I don't know if she's supposed to be male in it. She's just playing a character that we all typically think of as a male character. That's true. Yeah. She was supposed to be genderless.
0: Yeah. She was like Alan Rickman in Dogma. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like a Kendall. <laughs> uh, the, the. Yeah, it's not great. I don't know. There, there are things
2: that are good about it, but it's not great. Shula Boo. Shula Boo.
0: I got to say, I can't. I think Shulaboo is a I'm always going to call him that. I think Shulaboo is a, is a pretty decent actor when he wants to be. I agree with you. Um and and actually honestly I think he's probably a pretty cool dude. I like yeah. him. I think him down, but I was ruined ruined by Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac. Oh, you saw that? Oh, I saw both parts. Uh-huh. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh-huh. I love it except I definitely saw a full penetration boner scene with Shulaboo's real boner. And I will never watch Holes the same way again. I've never seen Holes. I I will never be able to look at him being like, Optimus! Without being like, I've seen that dude's erection. And that's weird to me. Did he
2: actually penetrate a person on screen? Is that a thing you can do? Sure
0: as hell looked like it. It's Lars Von Trier. Dude was raised on a nudist colony. I mean, are you familiar with Von Trier?
2: Yeah, I am. But I I feel like uh, the MPA does not usually let that the NPA doesn't touch him. Seventeen.
0: He released it as NC Seventeen. He doesn't give a shit. I mean, Lars Von Trier is a niche audience, as it as it were. Yeah. Um, A phenomenal filmmaker. Yeah. Highly recommend both those. They're not superhero movies, but fucking great. All right. They they do star Alexander Skarsgård of Thor. So you know maybe there's there's that. Uh, yeah. Where did you leave off? Well, i um, Well, I got into talking about. I was
2: kind of following <laughs> your your train of thought uh, about the cynicism that came into into place
0: afterwards. Well, um, I think uh, the Punisher should definitely be mentioned. I did. I, I talked about that a little bit. Um, that's such a post nine yeah. eleven movie because the Punisher existed as a vengeance character. Yes, but two thousand four was a time where we were still seeking vengeance for that. Yep. And as immature as it seems, one of the tenets of America, as it is, is that not only do we want justice, but we want revenge. Yeah. One of my favorite things, because it's bred into me in a movie, is when a hero gets to justifiably torture and kill somebody. (laughs) I fucking love it. They made a whole series about it. It was called Kill Bill. Taken. (laughs) Taken Taken's another one. And so there's certain... There's certain things that that we consider sacred and thusly punishable by vengeance, right? And so the Punisher was his wife and kid literally get killed right in front of him, yeah, ruthlessly. And so murder. that is enough for us to not just want, you know, an arrest. We want torture, yeah. And then it's John Travolta, so we really want torture. <laughs> And we've been suffering torture in yeah. the terms of him trying to play a villain. He can't do it. <laughs> but I, I do. I did like The Punisher. I yeah, liked it was all right. And, yeah, it was cool. I liked Punisher Warzone well, a million yeah, times yeah, better. Yes, yes. That was a fucking great movie. That movie was a lot better. Well, that was The Punisher, Yeah, as that I felt. I was going to say, that yeah. felt
2: way more like The Actual Punisher, I
0: think.
1: Mm.
0: That was almost unjustified, where it was just gleeful, manic murder for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: It made... Uh, it, Definitely felt more like the Punisher. Uh, we we get a bunch of stuff in here. Batman Begins we've talked a lot about. We get the Fantastic Four movie, which I actually think goes back to a pre nine eleven sort of
0: oh yeah gleefulness. It's very festive and rah rah rah. Yeah, um, and not good. I you know what I'm I am a fan of the Fantastic Four movies. I don't think that they're great. But mm. I think that the Fantastic Four generally is stupid. Yeah, yeah. So it fit that for me. Recently, I've become a huge fan of Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah. Jonathan and I'm very Hickman. Very excited about the uh, the uh, yeah, and uh, excited about the uh, the reboot of yes. it. Um, very big on all the casting and and yes. directing choices for that. It's going to be awesome. But um, I liked the Fantastic Four movies simply because I had no allegiance to them. Right, and it was fun stuff. I mean, when Human Torch and Silver Surfer are flying through the sky chasing each other and out running missiles. <laughs> that's fucking cool. I'll take it. I, mean, I didn't see fine. that one. It's good. Yeah. Um. It definitely has a strange version of Galactus. Right. Yeah, that's um, what I've it's heard. It's just like a talking cloud. Kind yeah. of, not even a talking, like an imposing cloud. Yeah. But I, for that much mythology being thrown at the screen, I yeah. think they handled it very well. Yeah. But of course we've got to reboot it because the Human Torch is now Captain America. Right. We've grown beyond that. Yep. And Jessica is no longer famous, so we got we gotta move beyond <laughs> that. We gotta get out of there. But uh in this this mesh of movies here, we do have two attempts at a female uh centered uh, uh superhero movie, one being Catwoman. Yep, which is directed by the uh mono named Pitoff. <laughs> That's what it is, Pitoff. And Electra, which is the spin off of Daredevil, which yeah. is an interesting case of an awful movie being spun off. But yeah, you know, say what you will.
2: Uh, you know, I don't know that Daredevil movie. I'm all right with. Okay,
1: yeah, I uh, I've if, seen it, it that,
2: once. That one also feels like a comic book to me. Fair enough. Uh, which is why it's not like a great movie necessarily,
0: mm. uh, but it does feel a little bit like a comic to me. I saw that having read no Daredevil. Right. Since seeing that, I've read a bunch of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Actually, I read uh, Kevin Smith's Daredevil. Oh, it's great! It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, what's the guy's name? Frank Miller? Br- Brubaker. oh Brubaker. Brubaker. Yeah, he, he had a really good run on. great run on yeah. Daredevil and so i I'm uh I do like it I should revisit that movie mm-hmm. I really liked when it was being in talks to be put in the hands of Joe Carnahan and then oh yeah that would be great that'd be awesome yeah uh but I, I think that that for that that Daredevil movie this I'm gonna go my 15 year old self is gonna hate me but I actually think it was cast very well. I agree with you. I actually. think Ben Affleck actually did a fine job. Yep, I yep. think Jennifer Garner's good, yep. and most of all, I think uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, Kingpin he was, great. He was great as Kingpin, man. Perfect. He was perfect. Yeah, he was what, he was what I pictured Kingpin to yeah, be. I
1: agree.
0: Yeah, definitely. So where are we at now? Man Thing? No,
2: I can't believe they made Man Thing into a movie. I don't even remember that. I think it was a sci-fi directed video. It says, yeah. Uh, v for Vendetta I actually don't like that movie that much A lot of people seem to really love it But I don't like it that much I saw it once I don't remember it
0: yeah. I recently downloaded the comic book To my uh, comicology Comi- So I, I would like to read that I love Alan Moore yeah, You guys great. at home know We love Alan Moore yes. um, We totally glossed over League of Extraordinary Gentlemen We did because it's worth glossing over Yeah, that's worth glossing over And great great comic book. like Why is Alan Moore a dick? Why won't he watch his adaptations?
2: Because a lot of them are really um, shitty
0: Honestly, that... That product right there was yeah. one of those where it's like I would probably be a, even though I love Watchmen, yeah. I probably wouldn't watch it either if I no. were Alan Moore just because of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. V for Vendetta, I I, I, I remember liking, but I don't remember. I wasn't so a fan. that doesn't say much. Yeah. Now here's interesting. Two thousand six, X-Men the Last Stand yep. next to Superman Returns. I know. Because they go hand in hand because Brian Singer left X Men yes. to and Brian Singer definitely put a visual stamp on X Men that yes. has lasted to this day, but then he made Superman Returns, passing X Men: The Last Stand to Brett Ratner. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We got two shitty
2: movies that summer.
0: See, X X Three, I enjoyed,
2: but mm. it's not good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Superman Returns really should have been great. It should have been, but uh, they, there are some
2: redeemable things in it.
0: They shot themselves in the foot by trying to make it canon to the uh, Richard Donner films. Uh, and it's a shame because Brandon Routh was great. And I'll tell you what, I think they did that
2: to try and avoid having to do an origin story, which is what you and I are talking about. Like, we want that. We want them to avoid that. But I think they could have avoided that without having to make it feel canon to the original one.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's weird because they, they definitely threw a lot of chips into play. Like, I thought Kevin Spacey yeah. definitely inherited the gene hackman role but bridge the gap towards a little darker yes which is cool mm-hmm. uh i think brandon ralph looks just like christopher reeves did uh much better walker at this point in his career and you know he definitely is, wow. is yeah i had to actually Christopher reeves i believe dead at this point mm-hmm. but they tried to introduce other stuff they had a superman super son yeah um, that's right tried, yeah. and a lot of I, I very much liked superman returns out of respect for what they tried yeah yeah yeah. i I've had trouble rewatching it because it's kind of a slog of a movie to get through. Yes, uh, but I think if they if they hadn't shot themselves in the foot and said let's keep it canon and just said let's keep it visually canon but do our own thing, I think they could have had a very successful movie. Yeah, I agree. But you know, they eventually did that with Man of Steel, right? 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 We can't talk <laughs> about this. Fair enough. Ghost Uh,
2: Rider. Ghost Rider. I never saw the first one. I may never see the first one, but I would love to
0: see the second one. I would like to see the second one. Neville Dean and Taylor, baby. I saw the first one, and it was shit. Yeah. Um, Definitely worth seeing in terms of you get to watch clearly CGI'd abs on shirtless Nick Cage, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I do crunches. It's like, (laughs) no, that's a computer. Your head doesn't even look attached. Uh, I'm
2: gonna move it right to 2008 for Iron Man because I think that is actually the next stage, the That's next the birth of and, of Marvel as we yeah. know it. Uh, and and if you look at it, look at 2008. So it's not just that we get the birth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We get Wanted, which is actually a fairly dark but also fun, weird superhero comic book adaptation. That was a
0: much different movie than it was a comic. Yes, I liked that comic so much better.
2: I do, too. Uh, I I agree. But actually, the movie is very fun.
0: Yeah, I thought it was good. I really thought that um, Morgan Freeman, especially when he says, Motherfucker, should have been switched for Sam Jackson easy, but (laughs) I'll take it. I love that one kid. Excuse me. uh, Professor X now. What's his name? Young Professor X What's that kid's name Oh James McAvoy He was great in it He's one of my favorite actors Of all time Yeah Um He's just great. He was really fun in it. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but also that year we get The Incredible Hulk. We get the the other Hulk movie. Uh, we get Hancock, which is like a, a weird... Um, I didn't see Hancock. Uh, I've never seen it, but my understanding is it was originally like a very hard R-rated script about a basically a superhero that has become
0: like a drunk, mm-hmm. uh, but is forced to c- like kind of come back into being a superhero. That was and actually it- the first uh, instance of Will Smith's script writing team Taking a script and tailoring it more towards his needs, which is now his requirement. Yes. And it fucking it up. Yes. And Uh, that being said, uh, you know, interesting concept on its face and
2: also... Kind of walks the line between being parody and within the actual genre. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? I've
0: actually seen pieces of it on TV, and there's some action sequences that yeah. I remember being pretty stunning. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty uh, Peter pretty Berg stuff. made the movie, and he's overall like a pretty good director. Oh, yeah. Battleship, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh... Battleship starring Rihanna. You know that movie? Yeah, I know that one. Uh, What's Hel- that Rihanna movie called? Battleship. That's the one. Hellboy 2 came out that year. Hellboy 2 is the second in line of Guillermo del Toro. Uh, taking a great series and making the sequel the best of the series. I know uh, Blade Two yep. was fucking awesome. Yep, Hellboy Two is. I mean, I liked Hellboy, but Hellboy Two, Hellboy Two is great. I know. Uh,
2: and we get the Dark Knight that year, so we get Iron Man and the Dark Knight the same year, did which we I lose didn't Batman realize. Batman Begins? We did. We we buried it in there because uh, well, we, we talked, talked about Batman, Batman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Punisher, War Zone, and the Spirit. I so think we get that this- um.
0: Oh no! Go ahead. Were you We just we it? get this
2: weird mix. We're at this point where, like, suddenly superhero movies are really like coming into the forefront, and they're about to kind of like become uh, almost like reach their not reach their pinnacle, but start their ascent that way uh, in 2008. And we get a whole, we get a mix of everything we've been talking about. That's true. That's we very get some true. weird cheesy stuff. We get some stuff that's taken very seriously, maybe too seriously. We get some very dark, gritty stuff. Uh, we get some fun, lighthearted stuff. We get a little bit of all of it that year.
0: Actually, yeah. So we have Hancock, which is the parody. Yep. Hellboy, which is a lesser known character yep. uh being franchised. Yep. You get the Dark Knight, which is the you know, like the the one that won Oscars. Very gritty. Punisher Warzone, which is absolutely fan service yeah. yep. uh, for what it is. And then the Spirit, Just which is garbage. definitely well, that was a, a a move in failed marketing. Yeah. Because at this point Frank Miller was hot because yep. Sin, City Sin City was huge. Yep. And um, uh, 300 yep. was huge. Uh, uh, Batman Begins was very much based on yep. uh, Batman Year One. Yep. uh things like that. But then The Spirit, they said, why don't you direct? And that's when we all learned that he can't direct, right? Because if you've ever read The Spirit, it's nothing like Sin City, and they yeah. tried to make it like Sin City. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the guy that they got to play him, though. I did too. I thought he I was thought very he was good. Pretty at that. good. Yeah. I forget his name. He's like oh, a nobody. Too, I know. Uh, and the fight scene that he had with uh, Sam Jackson at the end was, was pretty pretty sweet. Pretty crazy. But none of it really was worth anything. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, we have Watchmen. You can tune into our previous yes, episode for Watchmen.
2: Push I never saw, and I heard really good things about it. I would like to see that.
0: Push has, uh, uh, what's his name, Captain American. It does. Sevens, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And he's, uh, Push is cool. Yeah, I'd like to um, see it seems Push cool. Push reminded me of Jumper, Yeah, which Jumper is a movie that I think is horrendously underrated. I, I hear think conceptually that it's, it's awesome, but otherwise it's terrible. Well, I know that it, it definitely strays from the source material, from what I heard, but I'm not familiar with it. But Jumper, to me, felt like an origin story for a new hero that I've never heard yeah. of. And in a world where we're not going to get a Nightcrawler movie, right. that's kind of what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, it looked good. I mean, it was Doug Lyman. He did uh, like uh, Clash Swingers of the titans? and uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. And a bunch of other stuff. He's, he's visually visually smart. Oh, he did the the first uh Bourne movie. Yes, yeah. And um he uh I, I thought that the sequel to uh uh Jumper would have been amazing, but it yeah, never yeah, got made. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, it, it's it's a Fucking mess Anakin in a vacuum, Skywalker's fault. He's finding it too. That's the thing. Really? Yeah, I just think it just didn't resonate. It didn't yeah. hit and it it hit with me. Yeah, So that doesn't tell you anything because It's funny That
1: year
2: So we get Watchmen We get X-Men Origins Wolverine And that's like kind of it You know We get Push and Defender Otherwise But they're they're both A little H- bit smaller Have you seen what Defender is? No
0: That is a parody movie Starring Woody Harrelson As a guy who thinks He's a superhero Oh um, yes It's okay. very funny It's, it's that, not yeah. great But it's pretty good It's worth watching Yeah And I think it's on Netflix
2: Um Kick-Ass and Super in the same year, which is weird because they're a very similar type of story.
0: Well, Super's important, uh, first off, because I think it's way better than Kick-Ass. I agree. Um, And I liked Kick-Ass. It just became what it was parodying about midway through, so it failed. Super is great because it's funny and weird and crazy. that got James Gunn the job. He's doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Iron
2: Man 2 that year, which is probably the weakest of Marvel's films overall, I would say.
0: I would say so too, but I, I don't feel still the that everyone has for yeah, it. Still enjoyable. And I think upon rewatch, a lot of the holes that people put in the script are actually just, they're they're not there.
2: Superhero movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jonah Hex, DC, still not quite finding their feet. To... You
0: know who wrote Don- Jonah Hex? Uh,
2: Neville Dean Taylor? Oh, they did. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, and then the following year, we get the Green Hornet, Thor, X-Men First Class, Green Lantern, uh, versus and uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. So we get uh, a couple more Marvel movies where we're like, oh, they're they're still keeping it. It's well, this still... is where they started building the world yeah.
0: too, because we are at the second second generation of Iron Man movies. Yep, and so now we're getting the first generation of the other ones. They yep. realized that they sold us on Iron Man, which was a pretty tough sell. I mean, I didn't give a shit about exactly, Iron Man, yeah. and now he's my favorite. Yeah, and uh, so now we get Thor, an equally impossible character to pull off. Totally. Totally nailed it. Totally worked. Definitely worked.
2: Captain America worked as well, uh, but then Green Lantern another misstep from DC. They still have not figured out their tone, what they, how they want to tell a superhero story. They're still faltering a little bit. X Men First Class bringing X Men out of sort of the dirt that it had been dragged into by X Three and X Men uh, Origins Wolverine,
0: and also creating the bridge for Days of Future Past, which
2: I'm so excited. That's about. gonna be good. I'm so excited. The
0: about. trailer before Cap Two. Woo! So oh good. yeah, ooh. so good. Ooh. Uh, ooh, uh, fucking ooh. yeah! Fast Bender, Fast Bester. Um, The thing is with Green Lantern I'm willing to forgive it Um, I was entertained by that movie It was absolutely awful Mm -hmm. It was garbage But I was very entertained by it But I will call Green Lantern I I will frame that in the same way As I will frame Fantastic Four If Fantastic Four is an early Marvel movie And they're allowed to scratch it out and reboot it I think Green Lantern falls under that They proved it can be done And now they'll just do it better With a more informed... It, it, what was Green Lantern but market research, really? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, for, for a potential uh, JLA movie. Uh,
2: and then, I mean, we move from there just into the modern, like the truly modern superhero movie where it seems like, uh, you know, now that I'm looking at the list, I'm, uh, I was about to say something really ridiculous, which is just it seems like all of them are kind of getting good. But that's not necessarily the case. We still have some things like R.I.P.D. in the mix here. Well, I'm noticing Kick a
0: trend, too, If you look at the director's... Um, you'll see people that had early efforts. Like, okay, we have a dark man. It's whatever. Sam Raimi gets Spider Man. We have Chronicle. Josh Trank, kind of a nobody. Oh yeah, he gets Fantastic Four. Yeah. We get. Uh, I had another one. Um, where are we at there? Kick Ass. Matthew Vaughn. He gets first class. He gets first class. Yeah. Super. James Gunn. Yeah, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. So we do see this process of almost auditioning, yeah. and then fulfilling. And um, Brian Singer, he does X Men. He gets X Men: Days of Future Past. There you go. He fails on Superman. He goes back to X Men. It's, <laughs> it's the way that you do it. So you see these these audition reels. I mean, you see, uh, you know, Shane Zach- Black.
2: He makes the Lethal Weapon series. He comes back and he does the. He made the Lethal Weapon series, right?
0: Uh, he wrote the first Lethal Weapon. Right. Well, the thing is, though, he also wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, single-handedly resurrects yep. Robert Downey Jr.'s career. That Robert Downey Jr. becomes did. the poster boy for the Avengers, hey. for Marvel, and then Shane Black gets to direct Iron Man 3. It's beautiful. 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 To, beautiful. to your point, Neville Dean and Taylor, they write Jonah Hex, they get a Ghost Rider. They get a Ghost Rider. Zack Snyder does a 300. He gets a man of steel. Yeah. You know, everybody gets, the, he, he does a watch He there. gets a man of steel. Yep. Brett Ratner gets X-Men last stand. Then they say, you know what? Maybe you don't make a uh, movie ever anymore. again. Maybe Please? you just go and do uh, your thing. Yeah. You know, Christopher Nolan makes a Batman. He gets a, a dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. A, it's a dark Knight rises. Then they say, listen, we're going to call Ben Affleck. Yeah. You know, maybe we do it. We do it that way. Um, where are we at well we're at the modern day now i mean now that's what you're, i'm saying i mean we're at
2: the point up. where it's
0: like i don't even i don't even know if it's worth talking about these things i i want to mention here super buddies uh super buddies i'm going to click this here this came out in 2013 this is the seventh in a series of uh this is a sequel to Airbud. um a lot of wow. people don't know that because there was Airbud in which a dog played basketball brilliant then there was Air Bud 2, 7th Inning Fetch, in which Air Bud plays baseball. Spoiler alert, it's a different Air Bud. The original Bud died of cancer halfway through the production of the first one. <laughs> cry about it, cry about it. Then there was uh Airbud 3, I want to say. Well, either way, then Bud became the, the franchise because then there was Air Buddies, which is the litter of, of, of baby golden retrievers. Then there was Santa Buddies, <laughs> in which they all wore Santa hats. Then there was Fuck Buddies, where <laughs> um, they fucked dogs, and then they just you know they didn't make a thing of it. It was just a, a thing you know. Can the, I read
2: the, you the plot description for Super Buddies? Please do. Okay, ready? Yeah. The Buddies: Butterball, Buddha or Buddha, uh, Rosebud, Bee Dog, and Mudbud, five golden retriever <sighs> puppies. Found five magical rings from the planet Inspiron. Inspiron. It's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Each ring has given the buddies unique superpowers. Butterball got super strength. Buddha got super mind control. Of course. Not that mind control itself isn't super
0: enough. Yeah. <laughs> he got the super version of being able to and control I'm willing mind. to bet he is a golden retriever, right? Oh, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. definitely a golden retriever. Five
2: golden retrievers. Yeah. Uh, then Rosebud got super speed. That makes sense. B-Dog got super stretch. Again, stretch doesn't... It's already super... B-Dog's actually
0: a chocolate lab. <laughs>
2: oh, really?
0: Yeah. No, nah, I don't
2: know. And uh, Mudbud got super invisibility, which again, not super doesn't... Okay. Together the buddies must use the rings responsibly with the help of Captain Canine... Canine. Captain Canine. There you go. <laughs> uh, slash Captain Megasis. Don't know why there needs to be a slash... Uh, in order to stop a power-hungry extraterrestrial warlord named Commander Drex, who wanted to take the rings for his own and full di- his own and full dictatorship of Inspiron, the buddies soon learned that you don't need to have superpowers to become a superhero.
0: Now, I'm I'm not going to look it up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you what I presume the plot for Air Bud to be. Ready? Mm-hmm. Bud, a golden retriever, plays basketball. Accurate. There it is. And it's come that far where Butterball, Buddha, B-Dog, and Mudbutt get their fucking... <laughs> Mudbutt. Mud That's insane. Yeah. That, that right there is the best parody of franchising. Yeah. Because they just took the word buddy and made it synonymous with golden retrievers. Yep. And just ran with it. Jesus fucking Christ, that is terrifying.
2: And I'll tell you what, we took superheroes and ran with it. We just hit the two-hour mark.
0: All right, well... um, we probably shouldn't do the one thing we talked
2: about. No, we should not do any other segments. Yeah,
0: we kind of got into those. Um, I will say, uh, I think it's mar- marvelous. Wow. wow, I think it's marvelous what decent, what what Marvel <laughs> yeah. has done, and I, I think it's so cool. And I, I don't think there's more. I don't think there's a more movie movie conceit on the planet than to build an all medium style world. That is based 100% on film. I, I, that's, I agree. That's wild to me. The fact it's, that they can combine all forms of media, be it film, be it TV shows, be it on-demand video, be it comic books, they combine all of this. They're, they're using the concept of a movie movie in terms of using the tools that are available to create a product and going beyond movies themselves yes and in terms of sheer entertainment they've done something that i always thought was impossible i agree and i'm so thankful is not only possible but actively happening and improving and happening
2: yeah so successfully time and so time again successfully. there's
0: yeah. no reason why this should be as successful no not at all i mean it could be popular but to be as mainstream as it is That takes 100% commitment and talent from everybody involved. And good. It's good. It's good. It's It's all really good. good. It's unreal to me. Yeah, I agree. When when people, I'm going to throw this at you. When people watch any superhero movie and are like, fuck that. Yeah. I was like, you dick. Yeah. You know, just take it. You know, when people look at, say, oh, I'm just drawing out of the Man of Steel and are like, that movie stinks. (laughs) uh, I'm always like, fuck you. Just deal with it. I'm
2: going to bury you underneath this house.
0: Yeah, just like Superman would do in Man of Steel. No,
2: just like Superman would leave his father to be buried <laughs> underneath a car in a tornado. You
0: do understand he's trying to save a dog. <laughs> Maybe he was a super buddy. We don't know, and we're never gonna know. Nope. No, but no, but all, all things aside, I'm not Man knocking your terrible. opinion because. Your opinions of Man of Steel are based on things that I agree with. I just don't care about those things. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, it's a flawed, fucked up movie, but I love it. But my, my point being, Man of Steel, gripes aside, is that we live in a world where the impossible is actually happening I on film. I agree. And it's to a level of quality that yes. is not only good, but has a reputation that when it's less than good, we we can get mad. Yeah, We have yeah, a culture yeah, exactly. that's informed enough to get mad. Exactly. It's great. It's awesome. It's I love it. Cool. I love it. I love it. I. Uh, sorry, we took all your time, guys. But hopefully, you uh, you enjoyed listening. And I don't. And
2: yeah, I, I I truly like. I was excited to do this just because I do think that it's uh, it's very interesting to think about this being a modern mythology. It is. I, I think that's what's so interesting Let's about take a minute it, and talk that's, about that that's, before we go. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what makes it so interesting, and that's what makes the movie movies is, is we've sort of the, reestablished the idea of a mythology of of gods warring over us in our lives and Absolutely. why they would do that and what the moral implications of that are. Uh, and they've done it in a way that we're all highly entertained by it and interested in it. Uh, Absolutely, it, it's it's
0: unreal. And I think uh, even even that like. To, to back you up on your, your criticisms of uh, of Man of Steel and things sure. like that, it goes to show that it is a mythology. Yes. Because whereas I can look at it and take the story as I take it, and you can look at it and go, I, my mythology is different than this. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that we can have that discussion yeah. proves that it is indeed a mythology. Yes, And it, it's these people, like, everybody in their head has their idea of what Superman is and what he should be and what Batman is and what he should be. Yep and what, you know, Iron Man is and what he should be. And as time goes, we're going to see our versions that we prefer and other versions, and it's all based on mythology and, in a more modern term, iconography. Yes, um, yeah. We're building these icons, and whereas we've proven through reboots and remakes that they are all malleable, there is a certain core aesthetic that we all resonate with, and, you know, it, it's not just the special effects that have caused these a the mainstream it is the fact that they can they can resonate in a personal way. Oh, absolutely! In a way that that invites us in because we want to be a part of the fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah,
2: I agree. Uh, and it's part of what you said earlier too is the element of social commentary that now exists in these things, uh, which again is kind of actually what to me makes them modern mythology. That's a lot of what mythology was. It was a social absolutely. commentary. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, that I was uh, glad that we uh, spent two hours talking Shit. about superheroes and what what makes them just immediately uh you know even the worst of them are, are
0: immediately movie movies in a in a sense in 17 minutes our podcast will be just as long as the avengers <laughs> I don't want to get that far. No, no, no. We shouldn't get that far. We should wrap it up. B- recommendations. Recommendations. Um, I mean, in keeping with the theme, Captain America Two: The Winter Soldier is fantastic. Yeah. But if you have on-demand, uh, any sort of on-demand service, uh, please, please, please. This is the best movie I've seen in ages, in ages. Uh, you should watch Cheap Thrills. Uh, Draft House releasing one of my new favorite uh, releases. They they re-released Wake and Fright. They did uh, uh, Bullhead. Uh, There's a whole bunch of great stuff. When their are names on it, you can usually guarantee that it's decent quality. Uh, Cheap Thrills is a very, very funny, very, very dark movie. Uh, Pat Healy, Ethan Embry, and David Koechner, who you thought was always just the southern guy and the whammy, uh, he actually plays a very, very good character here. Um, it's just a gory, fun, intense, and hilarious movie. It's just a blast to watch. Um, I've watched it twice already. Watch it. Cheap Thrills. Just highly recommend. And keep your eyes open for a Pat Healy cameo in Captain America 2. Oh, It's sure. badass. That's cool. But totally fucking cheap thrills. 100%. Ah. That movie rocks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, the only thing I recommend is I've been catching up with the Comedy Bang Bang TV show. I don't remember if we talked about that last time. That's a great I've show. That, and I really enjoy it. Very I love fun. Scott Aukerman. Yeah, me too. Have you
0: seen his Taint? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that reference, Mr. Show? Uh, no. Taint Magazine. Oh, right, and, yeah. Uh, he was the model for Taint Magazine. Right. Have you seen this guy's taint? <laughs> it's great.
2: He, uh, I, I love his host character. That's like oh, one of yeah. my favorite thing. Scott Ackerman is yeah. one of those
0: people that I'm so glad is recognized. Yes, yes, me too. On Mister Show, he was always a background guy, and he was always the best. Yeah. You always knew his writing came through. But and fucking Reggie Watts is just a god. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's ridiculous. Yeah. Comedy Bang Bang, I, I'll second. It, it's that. Really rec- yeah, it's really fun. It's really, it's really,
2: really fun. Really weird uh all right uh you can find me on twitter at philadelphia that's with an f i've been tweeting a lot a lot a lot recently uh i'm having a lot of fun with it so uh Yo, come, pizza world problems guys <laughs> pizza world problems guys uh come check me out on there uh and uh and, and follow me uh you can find us on facebook at uh, facebook.com slash i like to the number two movie i like two movie the number two uh also on twitter at i like two movie same thing uh with the number uh and uh come see my open mic every tuesday at medusa lounge in center city philadelphia
0: is it me? It's you. All right. So you can follow me on Twitter at Dan Scully. I'm currently at 839 followers, and as I've said, when I break a thousand, my thousandth follower can pick a person, and I will send that person a photograph of my erection. So let's get it <laughs> up to one thousand people at Dan Scully. You can follow my Twitter at thedanscully. my Tumblr thedanscully.tumblr.com. Always doing uh, movie reviews, updates, things like that. Lifestyle, you know, like blogging, opinion, tutorial, Bet- yeah. all that stuff. Just like crazy shit, bro. I recently just posted a post about this kid that I knew that died, and I hated him, so fuck him. And it's a great post, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So please read that. Strawberry picking. Strawberry picking. We've got bread baking and all that fun stuff. Don't you know it? Check out uh, supercrappyfuntime.com for a taste of my other show. And uh, what was the other thing I had? Oh, my God. I had one more thing, and I can't think of it. I got shows coming up. I'll talk to you about them on Twitter. Just, uh, yeah, check us out at I Like to Movie. All that fun stuff. And please, please, please. uh, Hey, find us on iTunes. Uh, Leave leave us a review. And let us know what you want to hear because we want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us some movies you want to have us talk
2: about. Uh, Oh, okay. So this is when we do the thing. We nope. right here okay we go. here we go all right, we've been uh, doing this pretty good it's been all right uh okay here we go uh my name is Garrett Smith and I like to movie movie my name is Dan Scully and I like to movie movie and we all know that you like to movie you movie. do you do and we like, like to, movie.
0: to movie
1: perfect that was it that was the one